93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, May 14th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A 94-year-old woman was mugged on her way home from church in Upper Darby. Police Superintendent Michael Chitwood says she's the oldest crime victim he's ever encountered. And as you can imagine, he had some things to say about the suspect. Certainly a scumbag. I mean, that scumbag 101, Chitwood said. Police say it happened on Saturday evening. The 94-year-old was coming home from church and decided to stop at the new Long Lane Pizza and Grill. The shop owner says that she's a longtime customer for about 20 years. She ordered a cheeseburger and a milkshake. Usually she gets delivery, but that day, Saturday, she came over because the weather was so nice, the owner said. She then walked a couple blocks to her home. She made it to the front, her front steps when uh, they say either a 14 or 15-year-old grabbed her handbag and took off. The milkshake and cheeseburger fell to the ground. I almost cried when I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's just so terrible. You've lived all those years, a full life. It's not the way you get treated. Kathy? You, unbelievable. Thing. Were you crying because you didn't want to see a good milkshake go to waste? <laughs> no, come on. The poor little thing. No. She walked over there. She got her cheeseburger, her milkshake. You know what I mean? Come on. Yeah, it's terrible. The victim suffered a scrape to her arm during the scuffle but was otherwise uninjured. Chitwood says he can't understand how someone could do something so terrible to a 94-year-old woman. It really angers me that the woman who's 94 walking down the street is attacked and assaulted by a scumbag. There's no other way to describe the individual, Chitwood. Would said coward. Yeah, I mean, there, there's so many adjectives that, that you could describe. Scum as. coward. Scum coward. That's a punk, right? Well, yeah, yeah. It is. I mean, yep. you're talking about a teenager who sees an easy, an easy grab, easy target. no perception. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the victim tells investigators that the mug, uh, mugger had to be somewhere between the age of 13 and 15 years old. He was wearing dark clothing. She had to cancel her Sears and Kohl's credit card and order a new Medicaid uh-huh. card. Uh, she never got to eat her cheeseburger and her milkshake. Uh-huh. Poor thing. <laughs> I know. Uh, but detectives say that they are going to get her a new meal, and they're going to bring it over this week. Two float planes have collided in midair near the southeast Alaska town of Ketchikan. Four people were killed. Ten were hospitalized, and two were still missing. The Coast Guard says it plans to search through the night for the person who is missing, although 14 people were on board the plane, mostly uh, passengers from the cruise ship, the Royal Princess. The ship was on a trip from Vancouver to Anchorage. The FAA says that the planes collided under unknown circumstances. Float planes have uh, platoons mounted under the fuselage so they can land on water. The NTSB is sending a crew from Washington, D.C. to investigate. Okay, I'm, I'm confused here. So there were two planes and a cruise ship? No, they're just the people from the cruise ship got off the got, cruise ship, went on went these on planes. Went on the plane, okay. Yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, weather conditions in the area on Monday included high over, uh, overcast skies with nine mile per hour southeast winds. Verizon is offering a $10,000 reward for information leading to the arrest of a person responsible for deliberately damaging the company's equipment in uh, South Jersey. Verizon says in at least 10 incidents, someone has damaged Verizon equipment. The destruction has left customers and businesses without a way to communicate in some cases for the entire day. The uh, The incidents have been reported during overnight hours in parts of Burlington and Camden communities, including Cherry Hill, Marlton, Evesham, and Shemong. Verizon is also sharing an image believed to be the person of interest in connection with the incident that happened on April 28th in Cherry Hill. This is extremely dangerous and reckless activity and it needs to stop, said the Verizon chief security officer. Each time a cable is cut or our equipment is damaged, these uh, An angel gets its wings. (laughs) Are jeopardizing our customers' ability to communicate. Uh, It means that they're not able to contact their families, a doctor, or 911 emergency services if needed. Yeah. Police believe whoever is responsible has detailed knowledge of how to disrupt Verizon service by cutting a middle portion of the cables, making it difficult for Verizon 
horizon to repair the cable in a timely manner. So they think this person kind of, they know what they're doing. Mm. Authorities believe it's possible to, uh, it's a disgruntled worker or contractor who could be responsible. Police Chief Bud Monahan said that the pieces of cable stolen have no monetary value if someone were to try to sell the scrap on the street. It sounds like somebody with inside knowledge, you know, maybe a disgruntled worker or maybe a 90-some-odd-year-old woman. A little hangry. (laughs) (laughs) Cherry Hill police report the incidents happened between the uh, 2040 and 2070 blocks of Springdale Road. Authorities also believe the culprit is hitting utility poles after midnight. Verizon is encouraging anyone with information to call 911 uh, and then the Verizon Security Control Center. In sports this morning... JT Real Muto doubled in a go-ahead run in the seventh inning. Cesar Hernandez hit a two-run home run, and the Phillies beat the Milwaukee Brewers 7-4 last night at the ballpark. Wow. Phil's ace Aaron Nola lasted only three innings, giving up three runs and five hits. He had given up three runs combined in his previous three starts. Adam Morgan got four outs for the win, and Pat Neshek finished with his second save. The series continues tonight, and Brandon Woodruff will get the start for the Brewers. Jared Eikhoff goes for the Phil's game time is at 7.05. Brett Brown will remain as Sixers head coach next season. Managing partner Man. Josh Harris told ESPN. Good. There had been some uncertainty about Brown returning for his seventh season, but Harris eliminated the doubt in a meeting with Brown and general manager Elton Brand that fo- uh, focused on plans for the offseason. Oh, <laughs> the Sixers were, were eliminated for a second straight year in the Eastern Conference semifinals, losing in Game 7 to the Toronto Raptors. The Sixers owe Brown nearly $15 million on a contract extension set to start next season, and management was determined to end speculation about his future and begin work on the offseason that includes decision- decisions on retaining two prominent free agents, Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris. <laughs> Right? Decisions. Same as, uh, what the hell is this? Except I'm not drinking this morning. In the NHL playoffs, defenseman Robert uh, Bortuzzo scored his first career postseason goal late in the second period that helped the Blues overcome another strong game from Logan Couture with a 4-2 win over the Sharks last night in San Jose. The victory for the Blues tied the Western Conference Final at one game apiece, and game three is tomorrow night in St. Louis. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. So we got business to take care of right away. We have reinvigorated and started again, and uh, it was yesterday that we chose the first school for the President Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year. Yes. Love this time of year. Summer is within reach, and uh, the kiddies are getting excited about sure. getting out of school. So uh, yesterday we chose uh, as the school... Uh, it was where the hell's the name? What? Uh, thank you, Marion Mercy Academy. I got to make sure I get that right. Uh, which, by the way, is an all-girls Catholic high school. I had no idea. Was not aware of that either. And uh, the votes came in, and we have a winner. Yeah. The. God, I hate when I do. Drum roll, burp. It's the yeah. same button. All right, so we asked the student body to vote for their favorite teacher over the past year, and they came back in fine fashion, and we do have a winner. The coolest teacher of the year at Marion Mercy Academy is Mrs. Jessica Shields. Yeah! 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 
Mrs. Jessica Shields. Yes. That's a cool name. Mrs. Shields is the teacher that they voted for, and uh, we we tried to dig up a little bit of information via social media or the uh, the school's website, and I can tell you a couple of things about her. She went to Chestnut Hill College and got her master's at Arcadia University, so she is a hometown gal. Yes. From this area, and recently took the students for a spring break trip to London. Oh, okay. Well, no wonder she's the coolest yeah, teacher, yeah. Totally, right? right? Yes. Yeah. So, you never know. Maybe we'll get a chance to talk to uh, Mrs. Shields later on. We don't call uh, the teachers, but if they are, uh, you know, able to give us a buzz, we have court, of course, we can chat with them sure. real quick and find out what they're all about and see if they have anything to say about this amazing honor. So, uh, we are going to set Mrs. Shields up with the coolest teacher of the year coffee mug and also a $50 What a Crock Meals gift card. So with that, we need to choose another school. So, Casey. Are we just going in order? Yes. Well, yeah, 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 please think, go ahead. I, that way we don't lose the order. It's right. easier. We're, we're going to go in a, in a circle fashion counterclockwise here in the studio. Hard for us to keep track. Yes, it is. It really so is. Casey is going to choose our next school. Case, reach into the... What do we call this? The uh, Chinese takeout box. Chinese takeout box that we have filled with the names of the schools. All right, whenever you're ready. All right. You got, got one? It. Yes, I do. All right. And Here's what we're looking for. Okay. Ooh, staying in the great state of Pennsylvania. Ooh. We're going to go with Rustin High School in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Rustin. All right. Rustin High School. You guys get to vote now. It's uh, pretty simple to do, but there is a very specific format that you need to follow. You need to text the word teacher. Okay, that starts to send it to the right folder, first of all. Text the word teacher and then a space and the teacher's name. Uh, the number to send it to is 39333. Now, we have that information online. It's very easy to find. Any of our social media accounts have it as well. But once again, it's Rustin High School in Westchester. Text the word teacher followed by the teacher's name to 39333. If you go to school there, and uh, you, by the way, one vote per phone number. And if you go to school there, if you're in the student body and you want to let the uh, administration know about it, tell them the specific way to vote because they can make announcements and let people know. And all you have to do is go to our social media accounts or pressnc.com or WMMR.com to get that info. Nick? I think Rustin might be the newest high school we've ever had because uh, it's one of these schools that was uh, built over the last few years. They had Westchester East and um, Henderson. Oh, Henderson, yeah. yeah. Yep. And so Rustin was uh, finished in the 2006-2007 school year. Well, that is a new school. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, get on board, Rustin High School. Vote and let us know. You have about 24 hours to do that. We also have a few other things taking place today. Uh, our buddy David Tell is checking in, and he... Excuse me, he and Jeff Ross are bringing the uh, the Bumping Mike show to the Borgata on May 25th. They've awesome. got a couple of shows, and uh, Dave's awesome. Yep. Uh, we've had a long, uh, really cool relationship with him, so we'll check in with him a little bit later on this morning. We have Tattoos Day taking place, so a chance for you to win a Preston and Steve tattoo. It's a $350 gift certificate to world-famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo. You go to the shop, you could end up getting tattooed by the area's top artists like Troy Temple. You can see his work on Instagram at Troy Temple or PhiladelphiaEddie'sTattoo.com. Now, how you win that is text the word TATTOO, 239333. Wow. That number's getting a workout Absolutely. today. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, we'll see if you can win a little bit later on this morning. So just a heads up on that. And our friends from Deets and Watson are stopping by. That means we got a real Philly deli stopping in. We'll get you the details on that a little bit later on. So a bunch taking place. I haven't even touched the, the, the word of a week prize, the MMRBQ, and all the other things that are going on. So let's take a breather. Let's come back in a moment, and we will get into the entertainment report and the stupid question and give some stuff away. It's going to be a busy morning like this today. Stick with us, man. We're going to get you there. We'll get you into work safe today. We'll be right back. 
Omar, buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Hi, Grandma. Hey, we chose a, uh, a new school because we got a winner from yesterday's very first day of Preston C. School's Teacher of the Year. It was Mrs. Jessica Shields an English teacher at Marion Mercy Academy. So we're giving her the President Steve Cools teacher their coffee mug, $50 gift certificate to uh, What A Crock Meals. And we have now chosen another school. Casey pulled it out uh, of our uh, receptacle, Ruston High School in Westchester. So it's up to you guys to let us know who was that special person this last year at your school. So text the word teacher followed by the teacher's name to 39333. Have about 24 hours, one vote per phone number. So it's the word teacher and then a space and then the teacher's name. 39333. So get on that, please. I'm going to do a stupid question. I'm going to ask this question. We're going to give away a pair of tickets for the Game of Thrones live concert experience, which is coming up September 12th at the MAM. Very cool. And this is an interesting question. Before 1935... What did the word computer refer to? Before the word before the year nineteen thirty five, what did the word computer refer to? Yeah. Ah. Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know that answer. Before nineteen thirty five, what did the word computer refer to? Two one five two six three WMMR. All right, so a whole lot of birthdays. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip through some of these a little bit quickly, uh, so we don't waste too much time on this. But um uh Allison Change bassist uh Mike Inez is uh, 53 years old today. I remember meeting him at uh, MMRBQ one year. Oh, okay, yeah. Nice guy, yep. Uh, so he's, Did he like me? Uh, he liked you. Good. He's a big guy, actually. Is he? He's I don't kinda, remember, he, yeah. He kind of has this imposing look about him. Or, no, I'm thinking of the dude from Soundgarden. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I don't remember the guy from Allison okay. Change. Never You're mind. thinking of Glenn Danzig. He's 53. Glenn Dan- actually, he's kind of small, but he's really mean <laughs> looking. Yeah, because the, the dude from Soundgarden is a huge, I think, Hockey fan and Flyers fan. Okay. okay. And we actually had... Uh, is it his birthday? It was not his birthday, so move on, Preston. Right. No, well, I mistook the two, but uh, but you had a conversation about the Flyers or something? But he like was that? big. That's yeah. what I remember yeah. about that. Yeah. All right, George Lucas. Oh, he's smaller. Uh, yep, <laughs> but he is, uh, he's big in his body of work, man. He's 75 years old today, so it's a bit of a milestone birthday for him. Legendary yeah. filmmaker. We had Cindy Williams in here a while ago. We talked about American Graffiti, which is one of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah. And he has... THX 1138 and a little series called Star Wars. Yeah. And remember, uh, producer Indiana Jones movies, he he talked Spielberg into that. Yes, you know, he he's did. Like, he's like, I, I think I got this thing you'll like. You the know? story is they're actually walking on the beach. They would do these sort of uh, things where they, you know, they kind of, sh- sh- you know, meet and sort of talk about industry stuff on the beach. And he said, I had this thing I think you'd be perfect for. Yeah. There was a little bit of slump in Spielberg's career at that time. And there you go. Yeah. So he you need friends like that. Yeah. 75 years old today. And has never had a chin. Uh, Ian Asbury, lead singer of the Cult, big uh, Cult fan. He is uh, fifty-seven years old today. Are you really? Okay, yeah. I know two songs from the Cult: "She Sells Sanctuary" and "Firewoman." And then yep. the rest of it, I don't know. I couldn't tell you any more titles, but you I know, know that I, I, I have uh, some stuff on my iPod. What about "Love Removal Machine"? Okay, yep, I do remember that one. Yep. All right, song. so three. Uh, but you're building a library here. Ian Asbury, fifty-seven today. Also from... <laughs> it's Moving a short on. song. 
<laughs> also from uh, the world of music, uh, C.C. Deville. C.C. Pick up that guitar and talk to me. Okay, wait. He says, poison. He says, pick up that guitar? Yeah. Okay. I always heard pick a bad guitar. Pick a bad guitar. <laughs> One that sounds like crap. Pick a Not, like I bad love, meaning. I Go love on. just Casey yeah. moments. Uh-huh. Pick of, a bad guitar. Yeah, pick a bad guitar and. <laughs> no, that one's too to good. Me. That's yeah. too good. Don't pick that guitar. No, the one with only three strings. That one. <laughs> That's a bad guitar. That's a bad guitar. No, CC, pick up that guitar and talk to me. Okay. Uh, we had him on uh, for a phone interview one time. He was hilarious. He man. was great. Hey, but yeah. you know why? Because he got it. Yep. He realized who he was, what he was, and uh, was having fun with it. Uh, and that good. makes all the difference in the world. He's bad guitar or not. Pick yeah. up a bag of time. He's fifty-seven. Uh, Kate Blanchett. I'm, I've got Love a, her. I've got a thing for her, uh, especially in Thor Ragnarok. She was sexy in that badass, god, like a sadomasochistic, you know, like a bodysuit, madam. Type Boy, did of thing. she look good! But you know what was mm. so good about that character is that. There were moments of humor and and whimsy yep. that just made her great. Yep, and she is the big five zero today, fiftieth birthday for Kate Blanchett. Uh, Tim Roth, um, yeah, what did I see him in recently? I, I saw, oh, I think it was a, I, it, it was one of the Musketeer movies. I think it was the Musketeer, and I'm like, he's a bad guy in that too. It, oh, in, in the Musketeers movie. No, 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 not not the Three Musketeers. Just called the Musketeer. Okay, all right. So there was uh, like there's been a few of them that have been running on TV lately. The the Man in the Iron Mask is on recently. Uh, the Musketeer, Three Musketeers. I've seen like all of these have been running recently. Reservoir Dogs Go to Heaven. I, I think he was in that. Nick, if you'll look that up, <laughs> yeah. he, he may have been in the Musketeer. I'm not sure or not, but I remember seeing him in a um, a movie of that period. And You're again, right. yeah, was I right? Okay, yeah. and he plays like, a bad guy a lot. He's always the bad always, guy. Always playing a bad guy. Yeah, he actually was a good guy in that series. He had a TV series for a while where they were crime profilers. Okay, yeah, it was a rare time you see him as a good guy. And Steve, yeah. you mentioned uh, Reservoir Dogs, and he's in the new uh, Tarantino movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which yep. comes out later this year. It's premiering at the Cannes Film Festival. Ooh. He's a Tarantino darling. Yeah. yeah, he's had him in I don't know how many movies, uh, but he's fifty eight today. Uh, Sophia Coppola, the director, daughter of Francis Ford Coppola. Lost Be- in Translation was a great success for her. Better director than an actress. Uh, Marie Antoinette as well. She's 48. Amber Tamlin, who was in The Ring and Joan of Arcadia, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. And married to David Cross? Uh, I don't know. I think so. Maybe so. Uh, she's 36. Uh, another great director, Robert Zemeckis. Yes. Has his birthday oh, today. I interviewed him once. Uh, it was a, um, a junket sort of in town, and it was for uh, the flight. He, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Denzel Washington. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah, it is a great movie. And uh, boy, that was a movie where I had n- no idea what the movie was based on the trailer. Did anybody see the last one that he did with uh, Steve Carell return to whatever it was? Well, I have balls? it on Blu-ray. They sent me a yeah. copy of it. It looked like it was going to be really good, and then it just went nowhere. It, it did not get yeah. any uh, good reviews. Um, he also brought us Back to the Future movies, uh, Forrest Gump, Castaway. Used cars, right? Uh, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think he's oh, used cars, man. which you and I, we, we oh, love that movie. What a great movie. <laughs> one of the one of the best wrong movies ever oh, made. So good. Uh, he's 67 <laughs> today. And last birthday, Mark Zuckerberg, oh, co-founder wow. of Facebook. 
35 years old, rolling in billions. <laughs> you, you know his deal, right? He bought two estates side by side no. and uh, joined them together. With a tunnel? He may very well have a tunnel. I know. Why not? Listen, when our uh, when we had uh, you know lottery dreams of my kids and, and the house next door to us was vacant, the idea uh. was we would buy that house and build a tunnel <laughs> and go to it. That's that was awesome. the kid's idea. So not, a, we could... not a breezeway. No, no, no. A no, tunnel. A tunnel. A you need a tunnel. tunnel. Yeah. We would have had hundreds of millions of dollars. I think we could pull off a tunnel. Yeah. Who has not? At least at some point, entertain the notion of a bat cave-like complex sure. under your house. Of course. You need one. Yep, absolutely. Oh, I know somebody who has one. They have Ooh. like a, it, well, it, so it's more of like a safe room. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But in case any, you know, anything yeah. happens, they... they a panic room. Yep, yeah. they have they have supplies in there, and okay. they can get their family in and lock the door. Well, yeah. there you go, yeah. People like that tend to have exceptionally large amounts of money. They sure do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think any, like, sort of drug czar or something like that, anybody who run, really runs the risk of, like, being raided and arrested by the government or whatever, yeah. you need to have an escape hatch. If you're a drug czar and you need an escape hatch, we're the company to look at. <laughs> All right, so happy birthday to Mark Zuckerberg, 35 today. We'll see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Before 1935, what did a computer refer to? 215-263-WMMR is the number, and I will go to... Let's go to Gary. Hey, Gary. Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning. So before 1935, what did the word computer refer to? A person that calculates arithmetic? Yeah, a person. Yes. Actually, a person, yes. Someone who computes. Yeah. Before the mechanical computer, human beings did all that all that math, that, uh, that arithmetic. And if you saw the movie Hidden Figures, yes. they, the ladies were called computers. And, uh, Gary, you got it right. So hang on. We're going to get you a pair of tickets. The Game of Thrones live concert experience, September 12th at The Man. Music by uh, Raymond Jawadi. And tickets are on sale now. Uh, I'm sorry, the tickets go on sale the... They went on sale yesterday. There you go. Yeah, the uh, yesterday. At, they went on sale yesterday at 10 a.m. Hope you got them. <laughs> at Ticketmaster.com. Are you going to go? They're on sale now. Uh, I will check the calendar. I would love to. Yeah, it's right up your alley. Definitely, yeah. And the music is great in that series. All right, I got some stories for you. Uh, after entering her guilty plea in the Varsity Blues scandal, disgraced actress Felicity Huffman is facing four months in jail. She was reportedly weeping while entering her plea. Because she was laughing so hard? No. Oh. A judge told the 56-year-old she was waiving her right to a trial, and she agreed. Uh, after entering the plea, an assistant U.S. attorney said the government will request a four-month prison sentence and a $20,000 fine. The prosecution then noted that Huffman's Sentence will be comparably light because she agreed to cooperate. Uh, they charge her or charged her with conspiracy to commit mail fraud uh, for paying Rick Singer fifteen thousand dollars to help her daughter cheat on her SAT. And they say the fact that she jumped on it immediately, took ownership of it, uh, said she was guilty. Uh, that really works in her favor, which will not be the case with the Lori Laughlin situation. Uh, she previously released a statement saying, I am in full acceptance of my guilt and with a deeper grit, <laughs> deeper grit, uh, deeper grit and shame over what I've done. I accept full responsibility for my actions and will accept the consequences that stem from those actions. Now, she was facing a uh, possible death sentence, correct? Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's down to lethal injection. <laughs> Good lawyer. And they were considering bringing back the firing squad. Right. Just in case. Shooting her while injecting her. Other parents and coaches swept up in the scandal. About 50 all told who didn't cop a plea will face serious consequences for their refusal. Lori Laughlin is one of the parents who are pleading not guilty. 
Uh, could be 12 to 14 weeks before a judge officially sentences Huffman, so that's a ways off. Well, they're saying also uh, the four months will probably not be four months. It'll probably be a lot less, but it's just the gesture, spending a little bit of time, mm-hmm. and that'll be that, then it'll be over. Uh, fans were concerned about the status of Jesse Smollett's character on Empire, but not the entire show following the hate crime scandal that took place. When the charges were dropped, Fox welcomed him back, but then backtracked. But on Monday, Fox announced season six. That's the final season of Empire. It is over. Uh, They said, we are turning the final season into a television event. We're trying to go out guns blazing. That's uh, according to Fox Entertainment CEO Charlie Collier. Uh, And he also said, you allow fans to lean in and have the ending they deserve. Well, you know, going ahead with Preston, and it seems odd because they've been back and forth with all this thing. They're coming out with a new show called Smollett Wonder. Uh, (laughs) And uh, it promises to be really interesting. And it will completely focus on him? Yeah, a robotic hoaxer. Wow. uh, Who uh, helps a family clean under the couch by lifting it up for them. Well, it's, you know, it's... Sounds familiar, yeah. but Smollett Wonder. They're going for it. Well, that makes sense because Smollett will not return yeah, to the sixth season. His schedule's opened up. Yeah. She's a By the way, uh, Cookie, this is a, uh, according to the network, Cookies. Cookie and Luscious. Or Lucius, I'm sorry, I don't watch it. <laughs> that would work, actually. Uh, yeah, right? Yeah, Cookie and Luscious. Uh, Those are some luscious-ass cookies. Uh, cookie and Lucius, uh, the two larger live characters at the center of the series, have taken viewers through the highs and lows that come with fame and fortune. I love the first... I'm ahead. sorry, let me, let me finish sure. up here. As the series enters its final season, one thing is for sure, the Lions never go out without a bang. I love the first season. I thought it was really good. That's Preston, I, I think you would have really enjoyed it, and then it went off the rails. They started jamming too much into it too quickly. Like, um, I mean, because it was it was kind of poised as a as a dynasty or you know Dallas that, type show with the, the nighttime exactly uh, soap opera. Yeah, thing. and that's how it played. And but you know those shows got outlandish as well. I guess after a while Over they time. have to do that, but they did it too quickly. Second season, okay. Yeah, yeah. Everything's cool. That's uh, Jesse Smollett. All right. I'm not perfected yet. <laughs> that show was just horrible. <laughs> Play those again. That kid kid can act. Everything's cool. I'm not perfected yet. So you guys were kids when that show was on, of course, right? I was was a, I think I was a teenager. I was, you know, so I saw it as just stupid. That's funny. (laughs) Everything's cool. It is not perfected yet. Everything's cool. I'm programmed to be an average ten-year-old. Average ten-year-olds make mistakes. What acting, man. Oh Unbelievable. I just, Can we look up what she, where know. her career went, sure. Nick, if you wouldn't mind? Well, uh, she won the Oscar for, uh, <laughs> no, wait, no. Vicky the Robot. Tiffany uh, Brissette. Yeah. It's her name. And let's see what her last um, credit was. It was in, uh, oh, yeah, oh, here it is, Preston. It's uh, the Squirter series, number five. <laughs> Stop it. Oh. No, she only worked till 1991. Huh. Uh, so, and uh, Small Wonder was from 85 to 89, so she was, she only worked as a kid. And what about she... the annoying neighbor, Harriet? What is she up to these days? I'll look that up, and then we all know that the kid went on to become the uh, front man for the Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> it's <laughs> no, right. That yeah, was, Billy Corgan, uh, yeah. Billy that Corgan. was Wonder Years, not Small Wonder. No, no, no. no, no, no Wonder, Wonder Years is Paul Pfeiffer, who became yeah. Marilyn Manson. Yeah, Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Yeah. You're thinking of Small Wonder Years. Uh, 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 Harriet was Harriet? Yeah, Emily Shulman, Casey, and uh, she didn't do anything either. Yeah, there's no uh, 
There's no profile picture of that. Her. Actually, comforts me that people with so little talent didn't go on to anything. Yeah, she, she was in the Wonder Years, though. I see that she did an episode of the Wonder Years. She was in a, a TV show called Christy, which ended in '95, and that was her last. Oh, second Casey, credit. she was on Alf once Alf. as what? As girl. <laughs> oh, she played girl. Okay. By the way, was there ever an episode where Vicky, in Small Wonder, because of her excessive strength, accidentally killed someone? Yeah. You remember was that it? movie, no. Preston, with Christy Swanson? <laughs> oh, yeah. Best friend? Yeah, but they brought her back to right, life. Right, brought her back to life, made yeah. her sort of a robot, and yeah. she killed a woman by throwing a basketball at her face? Yeah, I remember that. Ah, the good I old love days. that she used to be able to lift the couch to vacuum under it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to move along. We're moving on from uh, Small Wonder Smollett. to a uh, legend that passed away. Doris Day uh, died yesterday. We got the news late in the show. Uh, on the program, uh, nearly two months after turning 97 years old, the blonde star's sunny screen presence captured America's hearts along with the box office. She was just ce- celebrated as the wholesome girl next door in an era dominated by screen sirens. I loved her. I, I read something yesterday that she actually could have been one of the most successful screen stars of all time. Absolutely. So um, her 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 romantic comedies like, you know, a Pillow Talk and all those movies with uh, Rock Hudson, The Thrill of It All with... Uh, uh, James Garner and was she in Don't Eat the Daisies? Yeah, okay, yeah. So, so um, all of those, she started with a couple of dramatic films. She was in a uh, a movie with James Cagney and and a few others. But th- that string of movies and the fact that she was also she was on the Billboard charts yeah. and she was also an actress, very successful. The funny thing was she she was the girl next door, but in her own life. She had like she four had, marriages. Yeah, and, she had yeah. a rough go yeah. at it. Uh, in the 1940s, 50s, and 60s, Doris Day dominated the box office I was just with a series of blockbuster fun-loving hits. And uh, celebrities including Goldie Hawn, Carl Reiner, William Shatner, Paul McCartney, and George Takei uh, shared their grief on social media. In fact, Paul Paul really liked her. He he wrote, um, so sad to hear. Paul wrote, uh, so sad to hear of Doris Day's passing away. She was a true star in more ways than one. I had the privilege of hanging out with her on a few occasions. Visiting her in, Cal- in her Californian home was like uh, going... Did he bang her? No, it was oh. like going to an animal sanctuary where her many dogs were taken care of in splendid style. She had a heart of gold and was a very funny lady who I shared many laughs with. Her films like Calamity Jane, Move Over Darling, and many others were all incredible. Her, and her acting and singing always hit the mark. That's coming from Paul McCartney. That's big. Yeah, that's big. But, of course, John was noticeably silent. Uh, <laughs> she died on Monday at her home in California. Since the 1980s, she had kept a relatively low profile, choosing to devote most of her time to charitable causes and her 11 acres in Carmel. So she was living a wonderful life. Yes, uh, she rose to fame on the radio, appearing with the um, big bands of Barney Rapp and Bob Crosby and enjoyed her first hit with Les Brown's band in Sentimental Journey. Uh, she went solo in 1947, auditioning for Warner Brothers. Her most well-known hits included uh, Love Me or Leave Me. Uh, also, 1956's The Man Who Knew Too Much, which was an Alfred Hitchcock film. Yeah. Co-star Jamie, uh, Jim, uh, James Stewart. Uh, and in The Man Who Knew Too Much, she sang the song Que Sarah Sarah. Ah, that's where they came from. And she also starred in Calamity Jane and Pillow Talk, as you had mentioned, Steve. Uh, Day's work garnered an Oscar nomination, multiple Golden Globe Awards, including the Cecil B. DeMille Award in 1989. In 2009, she was honored with the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award. Wow. And in 2004, President George W. Bush awarded her with the Presidential Medal of Freedom. 
while her success, uh, her career was successful, her personal life, as you said, Steve, is sometimes less than stellar. Three of her four marriages ended in divorce. Her third husband, also her manager, Martin Melcher, apparently died and left her penniless. Yeah, robbed her blind. She later sued to reclaim $20 million from his business partner. And I thought this was nice because she was um, she was interviewed last month. So this was the last yeah. uh, thing she had to say to the press. She admitted she still gets fan mail. She said, I get so many love letters from fans as young as eight years old telling me that they were introduced to my films, uh, to introduce by my films and music by their great-grandmothers, and my movies make them happy. Different films resonate with viewers for different reasons, but the common thread seems to be that my films are uplifting. Uh, on the topic of her legacy, she added, I enjoyed working and always tried to do the best job I could with every role. I'm thrilled to know that people are still watching my films and are uplifted by them. It was a great interview, and I just happened to pick up that copy of Hustler when I came across it. And uh... <laughs> Shut up. Uh, so they also uh, made a statement um, that uh, she, uh, in the foundation she created encouraged fans to make donations to her in her honor. They said Doris' wishes were that she have no funeral or memorial service and no grave marker. Wow. Uh, they, uh, the Doris Day Animal Foundation, which she founded in 1978, uh, said friends and fans wishing to remember Doris Day are encouraged to visit uh, DorisDayAnimalFoundation.org. Tons of great uh, work for animals. And you know the story was that every year, and it happened just two months ago on her birthday, a whole bunch of people would gather in front of her house and sing to her yeah. to wish her happy birthday. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tiger Woods and his girlfriend, Erica Herman, have been named in a wrongful death lawsuit, alleging that an employee at Woods' Jupiter restaurant was served excessive amounts of alcohol prior to the employee's death in a car crash in December. Ooh. Yeah, the lawsuit was filed Monday by the parents of Nicholas Eimsberger, uh, who was killed on December 10th in a single-vehicle rollover crash. It was about 6 o'clock in the afternoon. Highway Patrol reported that uh, he had been driving north at a high rate of speed prior to losing control of his Corvette and overturning. He died at the scene. The lawsuit, which names Woods, Herman, and the corporate entity for the Woods restaurant, uh, was filed by uh, Imesburg's parents and the representatives of his state. They're seeking more than $15,000 in damages. So they're not Just like, 15000 Yeah, they're not wow. looking for huge amounts as far as I know. Why um, his girlfriend? What's that? Why his girlfriend? I should... Well, she. I think she manages the restaurant. Oh. So, so uh, it's, uh, I mean, my guess is for $15,000, they will just... Is it maybe trying to pay for their funeral expenses? Maybe that's or? it. I don't know the details. But um, according to the lawsuit, employees, management, and owners of the Woods Jupiter Bar... And restaurant overserved alcohol to him, despite having knowledge that he suffered from alcoholism. Uh, Eimersberg uh, drank to the point of severe intoxication before being allowed to drive home. Uh, the the it le- alleges uh, he reportedly completed a shift at 3 p.m. and remained at the bar until the beginning of his drive home. Uh, his blood alcohol level was point two five six. Wait, so he actually worked there? Yeah, he was a bartender. He was a bartender there. Stayed there after his shift. Yep. Kept- Drinking, yep. drank, okay, yeah. and then uh, went home, and uh, they feel that they should have interceded. I guess so. Fifteen thousand yeah. seems kind of weird. They shouldn't have served him. So yeah, that's but that's what it says. I don't know if the story's incorrect or not, yeah. but that's uh, that's what I read this morning. So we'll see where that goes. Hey, Amy Schumer shared a Mother's Day post. Fans actually wanted to see the comedian kept it real with a shot that shows her grimacing while hooked up to machinery, sitting in the bathroom. In the foreground, her sister uh, Kim holds the, her newborn, whom she welcomed on May fifth, uh, with her husband Chris Fisher. So it was a Mother's Day. She's a new mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. I wonder. Uh, she went through so much with this kid. Oh, a yeah. lot of sickness. Or she'll do it. I again. wonder if she's one and done. Yeah, maybe. Uh, in a Manhattan court on Monday, Bethany Frankel 
uh, admitted that appearances on her hit reality show Real Housewives of New York City can be deceiving. What? I know. It seems so real. <laughs> <laughs> She is embroiled in an ugly custody battle with her ex, Jason Hoppy, uh, and she said, it's a show you shoot for seven days to get 40 minutes. I can never specifically say that's what happened. Even if you have a transcript, it might not be what I said, Frankel said. And and Hoppy agrees? This was questioned by Hoppy's lawyer about uh, statements that she made. The judge, Michael Katz, agreed. Uh, and said, I do think it's bizarre to ask about the show, he said. He says uh, these things because he's hoppy. He said, we are uh, taking this reality television show that was meant for entertainment value and supplanting testimony. Oh, this So, so maybe is... they're starting to figure it out, that, that crap ain't real. <sighs> wow, man, this is, this is really twisting every which way I perceive these things. Like, uh, 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 what is that one, Carson Crisley or whatever they, uh, Crisley knows best or that show in USA? You know that one with the family that all has perfect teeth and dyed oh, hair, and, oh, and gosh. The, the the father's obviously gay. Well, that that guy Carson Kresley is from. No, he's from. He's from. What's the other show? The Queer thinking Eye, of Queer Eye. Yeah, That's there's. But I know. Yeah, um, what's the name? Similar name. Carson. It's horrible. Chrisley horrible. Knows horrible. Best. Yeah. Something knows yeah. best. All right. But listen, you know that we know that that uh, that stuff is totally you know uh, spoon fed, right? But some people don't know that. Some people don't know. Some people yeah. think it's a real deal. All right. You know? You know, it broke my heart as uh, yesterday I was talking to uh, my daughter. She had gone on her field trip, and they're they're now discovering things like The Office and, and these shows that existed years and years That's ago. That's awesome, and yeah. They're, and they're, they're binging them on, on Netflix and stuff. Her classmates uh, are now watching Kardashians. I'm like, oh, no. It sucked in. Almost got out. <sighs> yep, yep. Don't do it. You know, don't smoke cigarettes. <laughs> don't watch the Kardashians. Don't watch the Kardashians. Just don't do it. It's bad for your Don't health. get into vans with strangers and don't watch the Kardashians. Hey, over the weekend, Jennifer Lawrence celebrated a recent engagement to art gallerist Cook Maroney uh, <laughs> and did it in New York City. Yeah, the name's Cook Maroney, see? <laughs> uh, sounds like an old gangster. It does, right? doesn't it? While the details are under wraps, her stylist, Jill Lincoln and Jordan Johnson uh, shared a pic of J-Law in a Knock it off! beautifully pink wedding dress by L. Wells Bridal for the occasion. Ooh. She accessorized the look with uh, C- uh, Cassidy shoes. David Cassidy shoes. <laughs> uh, I guess that's how you pronounce it. Or Cassade. Uh Fred Layton Jewels and a Roger Viver bag. I get From any of those small- right? Yes. I think you got a few of them, right, right Kathy? I, I don't know. These she are- looks cute, though. She's adorable. She's a, yeah. she's a lovely girl. Mm-hmm. And a pink there, she looks like a wonderful little pastry. Uh, speaking of lovely girls, Maisie Williams is opening up about her mental health and how she managed to uh, go from uh, hating herself to just trying to be who she actually is. And how did she pull this off? Last year, she said, this was on a uh, um, uh, during an interview she was doing, she said, last year in my own personal life, I think I just went through a lot of real revelations where I was like, I'm not very happy doing this and pretending everything was fine. And so that wasn't a public thing, but after going through that, and now I've sort of tried to be a lot more genuine, and it becomes a lot more relaxing after that, I think. A lot of stress and strife on the uh, set of Game of Thrones, huh? A lot of people going through a lot of stuff. I guess so. Whose head kept falling off? Who's the one who had all the... uh... Having the uh, the mini strokes or mini uh, pass oh, outs, oh, yeah. yeah, Amelia, Amelia Clark. Clark, yeah, yeah she was having some serious physical problems. So, uh, but yeah, but now it's uh, one more episode and it's done, man. It's done. It seems that the 
the Dragons didn't have much in the way of issues. They had a good run, right? Well, everybody's happy. They're, oh, the Dragons were happy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they had their, their stunt doubles went through yeah. a lot. Yeah. I mean, because it's very physical it's role. It's to fly. Uh, but they're, they're doing pretty good. <laughs> I haven't seen any interviews lately, but... Uh, Amazon Prime has snagged the global rights to the forthcoming untitled Star Trek Jean-Luc Picard series. Yes. I'm on board, I'm man. A, well, you, I know you and I are both massive Next Generation fans. Yep. And, and uh, he was such a good captain. He's my favorite captain. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I love Kirk. Yep, I love Kirk. But there's something about that. You know, I have to identify with the bald guy. That too. Yeah. Yep. Sir Patrick Stewart is starring in the show. Uh, the deal was struck by CBS Studios as CBS All Access original Star Trek spinoff airs on uh, Amazon's rival <laughs> Netflix. I'm your captain. So we're yeah, that's right. Uh, by the way, Patrick Stewart, man, in in uh, real life, outside of his roles, you've seen interviews with him. He is a quirky, goofy dude. He is absolutely goofy. And yeah. he's a big pot smoker. Sure. And he's just... Uh, I would love to hang out with that guy. A good, weird sense of humor, too. Yep, yep. I love how he's best friends with uh, Ian McKellen. They, just, yeah, they go yeah. hang out. You know, It's like the, the, uh, Carl Reiner and, and Mel Brooks. They just go get ice cream. And, right out of the X-Men. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's that same friendship. Yeah. And he's also really good friends with Hugh Jackman. And they, they both had that. They got that distinction, I guess, it was from Guinness, of being in the longest run of Marvel-based oh, movies. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I yep. finally watched Logan. And oh. uh, holy crap, is that great? Isn't that wild? It's just, oh. it, I mean, uh, you guys have been telling me for two years since it came out how, how wonderful it is, and you're right. Amazing. It's heavy. Yeah. Yes. It's a, it's a heavy film. It's uh, it's no small at wonder. Um, <laughs> That's just light and airy. Yeah. Well, here's a light and airy one for you. Fox confirmed that it has renewed The Masked Singer for a third season. A third, third season. season? Wow. And what did they cancel, Preston? Oh, I don't know. The Passage. Oh, yeah. You told me about Stop that it. yesterday. They yeah, canceled no. it. Me and Steve and Casey were all in on The Passage. It was a great series. Mm, maybe it'll get picked up by like Netflix or something. I like don't that. know. I mean, no. I would hope, but it's season uh, one at Preston. Big big cliffhanger ending. Yep. What's going to happen? And yet they renew The Mass Singer. Yeah. Case and I read the books. Yeah, well, we're... I read the book, and then oh, you I didn't s- read all three of them. I stopped reading in the middle of, I guess, the eleven, the title, the okay. twelve, or whatever it was. The yeah. second book, I stopped reading. Okay, I think <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, uh, the first show will bow after the Super Bowl on February second. So that's for the. This third is really season. exciting oh, news because that uh, you know what kills be? me about the whole conceit of the show. And I know Casey, you're watching it. All of the audio that's recorded of the quote unquote mass singers is recorded, you know, after the fact. Yeah. They're, they're, if uh, you want I, to do it, have them sing inside the freaking mask. Right. What I would like to know is if they are actually inside the mask um, at all. Are they even it? That's no, a no, good no. question. No, well, no, if they're inside the mask lip syncing because you can't see their lips <laughs> anyway. Right. Yeah. So if you've ever on Halloween had your picture taken while wearing a mask, <laughs> and you, you, smile. T- you tend to smile. Yeah. To that point, though, Case <laughs> and Preston. They they could not. It's possible they're not even in those uh, costumes. Yeah. yeah. Well, because one it doesn't of doesn't matter. It's it's like a trivia. They're, they're giving some clues oh. and stuff. So you Don- won't get your scale your scale pay for the day. But, yeah. Right. You know. Donny Osmond was doing a, a residency maybe in Vegas the whole time the season was going on. Yeah. So. I don't know if he was there under I mean, the mask lip syncing. Obviously, they could have shot the series, mm-hmm. you know, in one stretch and and just kept that incredible secret a secret. Yeah. All right, one more story to pass along, then we got to get to the clips. Uh, Lorne Michaels, the creator and executive producer of Saturday Night Live, is going to be honored with the Con Lions First Entertainment Person of the Year Award. Wow. Uh, Michaels is a six-time, 16-time Emmy winner. 
Uh, and the Philip Thomas, chairman of the uh, Con Lions, said in a statement, uh, we're delighted to present this very special award to Lauren Michaels, an esteemed industry legend. He is an individual who perfectly illustrates the impact of great storytelling and culture, which can support the marketing and communications industry to strive for creative excellence and engage and inspire audiences across the world. What the award is? Is it as Con as in Con Film Festival? That's what I'm assuming. Okay, C A N N E S. Yeah, uh, and this is the first uh, Entertainment Person of the Year award. Uh, it is set to run the 17th through the 21st of June. All right, we're ready for clips now. Yeah! After 12 seasons with the quirky scientists and a long goodbye, the Big Bang Theory is finally coming to an end. Here, Simon Helberg discusses why saying goodbye to the cast is so difficult. I keep comparing it to a graduation. That's the, the most apt analogy, which is that You've made these friends, you've had this experience, you've grown up together, you say goodbye, and the future is uh, is unknown, and it feels like the world is your oyster, and that's scary, and it's exciting. I don't give a f***. Uh, Big Bang Theory series finale airs Thursday. I'm watching it. Yeah. I'll watch it. I've, I've been along. When the show first came on, I was like, this is not good. And then I realized that I started to watch they're making all sorts of pop culture references that were pretty accurate and fun. And then I started to get into the characters. And it turned out that it's a really solid ensemble. And uh, But I think they're prob- it's, it's run its course. They've, yeah. You know, the, the, the plots have been done and done over and over again. And the assertion that, and I don't know if this originated on uh, Big Bang Theory, but that Indiana Jones... Had literally no um, <laughs> effect on the effect outcome. on the outcome of the movie. <laughs> they picked up on that, so they would pick up on okay. a lot of pop culture things that were circulating at the time. That that Indiana Jones could have uh, <laughs> not done anything in Raiders of the Lost Ark, and it still would have turned out the same way. Uh, Big Bang Theory, like I said, Thursday, eight PM, CBS. That is it. It is done after twelve seasons. Let's go to the next clip. John Wick Chapter Three: Parabellum. Follows a legendary hitman after he has lost his protective services and has become the target of the world's most ruthless killers. In this clip, Halle Berry, who plays Sophia, details why this series redefines action films. It's something different from what we're being offered today. It's real live action. Um, It's beautiful. It's storytelling in a way, I think. Something's wrong with her. What's going on? Are you okay? Yeah. Would you like to sit down? I was in a movie called John Wick 3. <laughs> in a way, I think that's different for action movies. Yeah. Um, and it's got an amazing cast. Yeah! I think I'm going to throw up. Uh, she must have had laryngitis yeah. or something like that. I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh, John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum will be in theaters on Friday. We have a screening, by the way, tonight. We've given away all the movie passes. Just a heads up on that. I am so incredibly excited. I'm, You're going I'm, to I'm going to go tonight. There you go. I Excellent. convinced my, even though it, it, it's it's tough during the week, but uh, I I loved 1 and 2 so much, and the um, the reviews are stellar. Cool. Nice. All right. Well, enjoy if you got some tickets from us. Uh, we have a few things going on today I want to tell you about before we wrap things up. Tattoos Day, if you are interested in winning a Preston and Steve tattoo, text the word tattoo to 39333. And if we uh, choose you, we have two ways. We'll, uh, uh, no, we don't. That's secret text. What? We'll choose a random texter later on. We'll give you a $350 gift certificate for a world-famous Philadelphia Eddie's tattoo. So get set for that. We have a new school that has been chosen for the coolest teacher of the year. We already got our winner from yesterday. Mrs. Jessica Shields, the English teacher at uh, Marion Mercy Academy, won that. But uh, coolest teacher to choose from today, 
Rustin High School in Westchester. Rustin? Yeah, a little less than 24 <laughs> hours. Text word teacher, followed by the teacher's name to 39333. One vote per phone number. So let us know. We're dying to hear who it is. We're going to take a break. Be back in a moment. Got some guests and stuff. Tell you about those in a little bit. We'll be right back. What's new? Glad you asked. Thrice. New music, more of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Kathy, David Tell will be joining us later on this morning, giving us a call. He and Jeff Ross are going to be at the Borgata coming up on the 25th, and they're doing their bumping mic show. Uh, there's a couple of shows, and we'll talk about that more when we get Dave on around uh, 9 a.m. We have a Tattoos Day taking place, chance to win a President Steve tattoo, text word tattoo to 39333. And we have a new school of which we have named or drawn uh, to uh, participate in the Coolest Teacher of the Year competition that we have, and it's Ruston High School in Westchester. So uh, whoever has been cool, if you're a student there, a teacher you want to highlight, text the word teacher followed by the teacher's name to 39333. And uh, we'll see if uh, if that person ends up winning that you so, vote for. So while school is still in session, you schmooze the right teacher and you're waiting on a final grade. Yeah. I'm just saying. Can't hurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. And some people do campaign a little bit, for, a these, bit. Uh, for the honorary title. Uh, hey, I wanted to, to mention them. This ties into a, uh, a story that was actually from last week. We didn't get a chance to get to it. So my friend Lori, uh, whenever she eats and her husband, Will, pointed this out to me. I'd never noticed it before. When mm. we go out to dinner and we eat. Uh, she has a knack for, and this was Will's assertion, that she will either, if she orders a salad, she will turn it into a sandwich. Uh-huh. Oh. If she orders a sandwich, <laughs> she, she will it turn it into a salad. She, she doesn't like it in its state. Whatever. She just, she, she, just she F with it. picks at it and plays with it and uh-huh. so forth. So if there's a salad and let's say there's, uh, obviously you get greens and some other vegetables and maybe there's some chicken or something like that. Well, sometimes salad, you can get some bread on the table, whatever. She'll make, She'll make little sandwiches. Oh, my God, that's so funny. Bread, okay. And then if she orders a sandwich, <laughs> that is lettuce and tomato and stuff like that. She'll cut it cut up it into up. pieces and she's made a salad in from a sandwich. So by her reckoning, it's like she's cooking. She's making, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's creating, yeah, and and that ties in kind of the story that that came up last week. We didn't get a chance to get to it. And I guess this guy posted a video, or somebody saw pictures of him doing this. But he he had gotten chicken nuggets, which I believe were from McDonald's, yeah, and he would peel the breading off and just eat the the chicken meat inside. He would take the time to peel wow. off all that stuff. <laughs> Off of the chicken nuggets and then <laughs> eat them that way. It seems like opposite of the, what you should do because the breading is, is the part that tastes the best. Well, the breading is selling the chicken in that case. But yeah. you, it, then I would go with it, to do all. They were looking at a box a lot of yeah, work. with the breading That's taken a lot off. Of work. Yeah, yeah, it is a lot of work. Oh, I, I think you'd probably be. Does uh, McDonald's have chicken fingers? Just think so. just the nubbits, right? Just the nubbits, yeah. I mean, why not just go somewhere for grilled chicken nubbits, then? Yeah. yeah. That's what you need. That's basically what you're trying to get yeah. is is yeah. Uh, grilled chicken, but it's still been deep fried. You're just uh, taking. I, I don't. You know. want deep fried chicken without the breading? I don't know if that's this guy's thing. If he's you know if it's a calorie thing, or I think it's just a flavor thing. It's, it's a taste the nuggets. Thing. Yeah, yeah. It might be a carb um, thing. It could be a what? A carb thing. A car- well, yeah. That's Although, what I said a, yeah. a calorie thing. Uh, but the question is, are you using the dipping sauces after? 
He is. I mean, yeah. in this picture, it looks like he's well, then using. Then the you're just killing. You're debreading. De- you're yeah. you're adding the calories back on. So I'm wondering about the the strange ways that people might eat specific things. For some reason, I say specific things. Some for some <laughs> reason you you have either I don't know if it's a tasting or I, I remember years ago we had a woman and I didn't even realize that I did this. I don't do it every time. Is it disgusting? But no, no, oh. it's not disgusting at all. But I never realized it. But um, sometimes with a sandwich. Uh, I won't eat the last bite. I don't know why. A woman had said that. She's like, I never, ever, ever, just the last bite, I don't eat it. And I'm like, why would you do that? And then I caught myself doing it one time. I don't know why. So you get down to that one little last morsel, you throw it away. Leave it and throw it away. Jace does that with everything he eats. Like, I don't understand. I'm like, what? Just finish it. And he's like, I'm stuffed. I I don't want to finish it. I don't know. All right. Okay. You guys know those Lance Toast Chee crackers? No, but okay. I want to. Uh, yes, yeah, they're, they're kind of sandwich, right? And, yeah, and they have they're, like a filling inside. It, they're orange crackers that yeah. have a peanut butter filling. Oh, I, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's called toast chi. Yeah. Just sitting here eating my crackers. The only way I eat them is I take the crackers apart and then I lick the peanut butter out and then I eat the saltines. Okay. I, I will never like eat it like a sandwich. You don't like? Oh, interesting. No, I, I mean I I eat the whole thing. I just yeah. don't. You I, eat it in, in its component parts, right? And, so, and I eat it in, in the you uh, field strip it. But my my older brother, I wasn't allowed to eat the, the cookie or the crackers around him because he's he's like one of those ragers that uh, oh, you know, yeah. rages over the way people eat. Yes, things uh-huh. about the way other people eat really get under his skin. So I would do that on the way to school when he would drive me. <laughs> so effed up. Yeah. It's like if you want to eat him that way, but he'd freak out. He freaks well, out. Well, here's another. He's like, just eat the cream platter. Here's the thing that you did, Casey, and I was surprised <laughs> to find that other people did it. It was something we had discovered on the air decades ago, probably, years and years and years ago, uh, is that when you eat chicken noodle soup, you take the chicken out. Or I'll just leave it in there and not Yeah. 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 I just... Because usually the chicken's gross yeah. in chicken noodle soup. Yeah. The broth <laughs> and the vegetables and the noodles are great. The chicken, on the other hand, is like, Bleh. So you eat around the, would you just have, would you just have chicken broth? Sure. Yeah, I've seen I've seen you pick it out and place it like on a yep. napkin or something like that. And there's like this little, you know, I don't try to avoid it. All this, these little bits of uh, of chicken. No, I I like it. Uh, in the I mean, and if you have like homemade, freshly made chicken soup with actual pieces of chicken well, in that, it, I might be great. Yeah, yeah, that's good. All right, you just don't I'm, like the little fake cubes of quasi chicken. Yep. Let me go to some calls. I have Luke on the line. Hey, Luke. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. What do you want to share with us, buddy? Uh, my girlfriend will go out to, like, at, when we go out to, like, Applebee's or something, she'll order mozzarella sticks, but she doesn't eat gluten, so she'll, like, peel off all the breading. Oh. So she's basically just eating, like, a cheese stick. So does she not eat gluten because just medically she can't, or she, she thinks she's she's opposed to it for dietary reasons, or what? what's the... Um, well, like, she breaks out and, like, um... Okay, well, so she, she has a medical reason. It shouldn't be on there in the first place. She might have there's residue that can right. stay on there. She you could know? just yeah. have much. Yeah. She should. She could just Mozzarella have cheese. Cheese, yeah. yeah. Sticks of cheese. Warm them up in the microwave for her. Yeah, you, you got to dump why. her. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> that is weird. Well, good luck, Luke. Yeah, I mean to, to go through that process. If you go into if you were to go to, no, no restaurant, I think, would accommodate that. If you're in an Applebee's, you say, bring the mozzarella sticks without the breading. Well, I mean, a lot of places. They're we'll pre-done, have, right? We'll, we'll yeah. have a tomato mozzarella salad, right? So why not just get that? Right. Just yeah. straight up. Just mom. take the tomatoes out. <laughs> I'm going to go to Victor. Hi, Victor. Good morning. Hi, good morning. What's up, guys? Yo, bud, just talking to you. What's your story? Uh, 
Um, listen, you know, the chicken nuggets thing, uh, McDonald's. I do that. I like to eat the breading first and then the chicken. It's, it's just a preference thing. I like the uh, breading first because I think it tastes the best. But I also like the inside part. And it's not about tasting grill. It, it tastes different. It's like a deep-fried goodness. I can't explain it. <laughs> all right. Go ahead, Preston. Will you make a big pile <laughs> of all the breading first, peel them all off, and then just wolf down big bits of that? Or are you just peeling off a little bit at a time and eating it? I do them individually. That's too much work. I like. Okay. All right. I wasn't sure if you needed a big bowl of breading. <laughs> to that point, Preston. So in line with what with what uh, uh, Victor was saying, and I will do this. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mm-hmm. I will peel the breading off of the and eat that. Yeah. And then eat the chicken uh, with each piece. Yeah. The skin's great. It is really good. It's, it's the most. If, it's the highest fat content, but it's good. And if you're going, you yeah. might as well go all, go in. all in. Yeah, Casey. Yeah, but I'm just Victor. Why do you? Why if you say that the breading is the best, why don't you save the best for last? Because well, then I, I don't want to. Should be a song. And just eat grease. You know, at least that makes me feel better if eating, eating it, you know, <laughs> one at a time. They're separate food groups yeah. as far as you're concerned, the breading and the chicken. Yeah. And by the way, when we were in London, Thanks. if you go to like a fish and chips place, yeah. you can order just like whatever sort of breading ends up falling off into the fryer. Yeah. What's that called? Uh, well, Insane. When we used to, when I was a kid, there were uh, Long John Silvers all over the place where I, I grew up. those places. And so we would just order Casey. So they had these little, you know, essentially little boats, these little containers that they would put the fish in. And we would we would call them crunchies because they would have these big containers of just the stuff that fell off in the fryer. That's and we say, disgusting. "Can I get them?" I know, and it is hindsight. That is it's gross. repulsive. Yeah. And Preston, right? Yeah. It tasted great. And I would douse it in malt vinegar. Oh. It just take a spoon. And it's just, just breading. Oh, yeah. That's all it is. It's just the and bread fat. And, and grease loads <sighs> and loads. All that grease soaks in there. You're mainly eating grease. <laughs> I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah. It's oily and grease. <laughs> but there's, no, I mean, there's no justification for it, but I remember that stuff, and it's like, this tastes awesome. Let me go next to Melanie. Hi, Melanie. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up, Melanie? Um, so I'm probably going to offend a lot of people saying this, but I really hate Hershey's chocolate. Okay. There's <laughs> some I people, love, yeah. love, love the peanut butter that's in the Reese's peanut butter cup. Okay. So I will peel the chocolate off and just eat the peanut butter. <laughs> that is <laughs> such, such a surgical process. Yeah. How do you do that? It is such a process. I have to use my teeth, um, which I think probably offends people more as watching the whole process. That must be disgusting. So so you're you're getting it in your what? mouth anyway. You're spitting no, it out. I know. And it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I'm going to suffer through the chocolate to get to the peanut butter. <sighs> May- and I know that they sell, like, jars of Reese's peanut butter. It is not the same thing. It's not. What if what if you were oh to God, do, like, with, so uh, with uh, Katie, with the Reese's eggs, you know, like they have for, for uh, Easter you have a larger content of the Reese's Pieces <laughs> peanut butter. There'd be less chocolate removal that would have to take place because it's much bigger. Would that be no, something? So they're my absolute favorite. I will actually stock up on bags of them and put them in my freezer if I have the opportunity. Because you're right. There is just the peanut butter ratio is out of control. All right. So listening, I've been telling him for a while. I know he's got an engagement ring for me. <laughs> he really wants to propose. Okay. Scoop me up some peanut butter. Call <laughs> today. Oh, my there God. Go. That's all he needs. Doesn't need a ring. Oh, wow. Just needs a peanut butter. So here's the deal, Melanie. I know they make, like you said, they make uh, Hershey's peanut butter. They make Reese's peanut butter. But it's not peanut butter you want. That stuff, I think, is peanut butter paste. Yes, it is. That is yeah. inside of the, uh, it's not just straight up peanut butter. So maybe you should sample some of that. It might save you a little so, effort. I looked on Pinterest. 
Pinterest. <laughs> it's pretty much just a crap ton of sugar that they're adding to it. Okay. I tried it myself. I don't know. It is just not the same. No, okay. uh, trust me, and I believe you so many times. It's like oh, I got the pitch when I was a kid. I've said this many times on the air. Why don't you just have a sloppy Joe? It's like a hamburger with the ketchup already in it. Really, Dad? Is that really what it is? I don't think so. So it, there's nice. always tomato sauce. Exa- there's a little bit of a change. A so of I, I understand where she's coming from. All right. Good luck Thanks, with you guys. and your impending engagement, Melanie. Oh, thank you so much. Right, she's left with a hard one, too, because peeling chocolate off a Reese's peanut butter cup. It's going to melt. She's doing it in her mouth, so she's getting the taste of the chocolate, which she loathes. Yeah. Uh, how do you go on? I don't know. Let me go to Tom next. Hi, Tom. Good morning. <laughs> uh, what's up, Tom? <laughs> Yeah, Klondike bars. I, I eat them with a fork, <clears throat> but here's what I do. I take the fork, I use it like a dagger or a pick, and I break all the chocolate off and then, like, use the tines of the fork to, like, pull the big pieces off. Oh, it's so satisfying. So you shell you shell the Klondike bar. There you go. So what would you do for a Klondike bar? You would shell, you, uh, you remove the chocolate and you don't eat them separately. Do you just simply eat the vanilla ice cream within the Klondike bar? Nah, you know, I go back and forth. I'll take some chocolate off, then I'll go back with some ice cream. You got to keep a balance, you know? I understand. And I, I compl- so in your mind is because sometimes with some foods, and we've talked about this, um, you, you, don't, you don't want the full complement together at once. You want, like, the, I think that speaks to this debreading, Preston. You like the bread, you like the chicken on the nugget, but you don't want to eat them exactly together. I used to do the well, same thing Tom did with dilly bars. I would just, like, eat the chocolate off until it was just ice cream on a stick. Same thing, Tom? Yeah, and then, like, you don't get the full chocolate flavor when you eat it with the ice cream because it didn't have a chance to melt, you know? Yeah, I hear you, man. All right, Tom, random side note, but are you the same kind of a guy that when you get a sunburn and you're able to peel a little bit of your skin off, you'd like the long stretch of, of, of the peeling of the skin, right? I mean, who yeah, doesn't? Apples, too. Like when apples. You, and apple, apples. you got to get it one piece. You're a peeler. All right. I like that. He's a peeler. He's wow. a peeler. All right. Thanks, yeah. Tom. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, baby. <laughs> All right, Casey, you want me to go to line six here? All right. Hi, Andy. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you guys? Good. What's up, Andy? So we were vacationing in Central America in Panama, and I had my four young kids with me, and we saw this monkey on this pavilion while we were waiting, um, I guess, for my husband to get the car filled up. So we walked over, and we were about five feet away, and the monkey went and jumped on my 11-year-old daughter's head, just was standing there and kind of clawing at her. Whoa. So, uh, so I pulled out of my backpack those Lance peanut butter crackers that Casey was talking about. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, trying to get the monkey off her head. So I finally got the monkey off of her head, but the monkey ate the peanut butter cracker like Casey did. He opened it up and licked the peanut butter. <laughs> so you eat it the way a monkey does. Now, the first time we met Casey... I remember Preston, he jumped up on your shoulders, yeah, right? and yeah. to get him off, I offered him one of those crackers. Yeah, yeah. It was like, the same thing. This guy really likes me. <laughs> but he, like, he ate it like that, like, like licked the peanut butter out first. I That's was like, funny. It's a wild monkey. It's like, a, it, so it's Casey, it's a very primal urge, apparently. Well, either that or he's very well involved. Uh, By the way, you have, you have grits <laughs> on your mustache right now. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, that's not grits. Can you wipe that snot? off? What is that? That was snot. Oh, what? No, I was just kidding. It was, it was, right. it was not. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just saying maybe uh, either I'm very primal or that monkey was very, very evolved. Smart. Very smart. Yeah, 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 I can only imagine the monkey was incredibly evolved. <laughs> Could be. Okay, hang on. We have uh, we have an opposite of one of our callers. I'm going to go to Nate. Hi, Nate. You're on the air. Good morning. What's up, guys? You guys rock. Oh! Thanks, Nate. So tell us what you do. It's with the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, right? Yeah, so I am the exact opposite of that chick. So with the peanut butter, 
I have these like, little peanut butter wafers that I like leave on the counter. Pisses my wife off. <laughs> me and that other girl should get together. I'll eat the chocolate. And she can have all my little wafers. So let me ask you, okay, so why don't you, the question, obvious question is, why don't you just simply get chocolate? There you go. Asans, the peanut butter. Do you like the uh, the chocolate that has been juxtaposed next to the peanut, or is that even an option? Explain why you're not just going straight chocolate. Well, you know, I have, for some reason, my mom bought, like, tons of these, like, value containers, these Reese's. I've been trying to, like, eat through them. Yeah. And it's just this odd collection of peanut wafers that my dog no longer wants to eat that I just have sitting on the counter. Okay. All right. So then it, it's more because you already have it and you're kind of working, so okay. you don't want to waste them. Just convenience, yeah. All okay. right. I All hear right. that. Thanks, Nate. Appreciate it. Uh, okay. I got to I gotta try to figure this out from Katie here. Hi, Katie. You are on the air. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? So we're talking about uh, this guy that peels chicken nuggets and eats <laughs> It's just the inside. What What is it that you do? So I eat uh, potato chips kind of weird, but only the ones that have flavoring on them, like uh, Doritos, the ranch ones, or like sour cream and onion. Okay, you actually look at it, and you can see little green specks, like from the sour cream and onion and stuff like that yes, on it. exactly. So okay. I will take them out of the bag. I will flip the chip over, <laughs> decide which side has the most flavoring on it, and that's the side that goes on my tongue. Oh, Absolutely. my God. Absolutely. Casey is, uh, <laughs> no doubt. Confirming this. So not, you, you eat every chip as if it were a Eucharist. And not only that, Katie, but, like, let's say you're eating a Dorito that has, like, a ton of, like, the nacho cheese on the one side of the chip. You lick it off first, right? No, I just shove it right on my tongue. Oh, oh. she lives life to the fullest, Casey. No, I do. Your monkey ways don't hold <laughs> credibility here. Ways. I'll take it further. If neither side looks like it has any flavoring that I want, I will throw it back in the bag. All right, so here's a little thing that I do that's similar, Thanks, not baby. exactly the same. I love fully intact chips. Yep. Oh, my God. I cannot stand as you get towards the end of the bag to have potato chip shrapnel. Yep. I, I, I hate it. It's just not as good. So I will open another bag. <laughs> And I will pour the shards into the new bag. Don't pour the shards in the new bag. Well, because my wife will get mad at me if I don't. And also oh, she'll wasteful. find out if I don't. <laughs> uh, so mm-hmm. I've said this before about uh, pretzel crisps. Yes. I, I don't like... When you get to the bottom of the bag, there's about a, a tenth of the bag that is all crumbs like yes. that. Yes. All right. Uh, and I, I don't like that. I like a whole pretzel crisp. Now, what you can do with potato chips, though, Steve, is you Glue can, them back together? No, you can use those in recipes. You can do, yeah. They're like uh, p- potato casserole recipes where you put potato chips on top. Or, Who are you or, talking to? Or crunchies. Yeah. I know you don't cook, yeah, yeah. But, but anyhow. But it's kind of like the that. shake at the end of a bag. You just turn it into a joint, right? What can you do with the shake at the end of a p- <laughs> potato chip bag? That's usually what I've been doing. I've been turning them all into, into joints. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're difficult to smoke. Yeah. Smoking bones. Yeah, yeah. just finished Chip off uh, ruffles. You don't get high or anything. It really hurts you. Pass the ruffles <laughs> bag to the left-hand side. <laughs> Give me some of that shake, man. Oh, that's great. I love it. Uh, okay, let me go to... We got a bunch of weird stuff coming up here. Um, all right, I'll try this when I have uh, Kyle. Hey, Kyle, good morning. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, bud, you're on the air. What you want to tell us? Uh, so when I was in college, my roommate and I had the biggest argument about cookies and milk versus mm-hmm. cookies in milk. Okay. Yes. Normally yeah. you dip cookies in milk and you eat the, the wet cookie. Yep. But what he does is he takes a whole sleeve of cookies, puts it into his glass of milk, lets them sink to the bottom. Oh, my God. Drinks the milk, 
and then eats the mushy cookie crumb stuff. He's a psychopath. Uh, my dad does the same thing. Your father and his roommate are psychopaths. Does the same thing, yeah. No, that's the way the monkeys do it. <laughs> Is does that sound unappetizing to you, Casey? Well, I mean, I do my my stuff opposite than that as well. Nice I mean, I, I what I do is I take a bite of the cookie and then I drink the milk and then boom. I, yeah. Now we're on the same okay. page. Yeah, we right just hit beef. common ground. Right, roast beef. <laughs> I take the cookie and I'll take a little bit of milk. Cookie, mm-hmm. little bit of milk. Here's my other thing: pretzel. All right, little bit of sweet iced tea. Mm-hmm. Pretzel, Ooh. little bit of sweet iced tea. Pret- and so by the time the sweet iced tea is done, I'm done eating my pretzel. Uh, I prefer actually dipping the, the cookie into the milk where it softens it up. So let me ask you what th- this thing that I've noticed, and Murray Goldberg does it on the Goldbergs. He puts, like, uh, Dutch salted pretzels, crumbles them up into milk. And I asked my wife if she'd ever seen it, and she says she's seen people do that before. Not pretzels, but we used to do it with saltines. Saltines and milk. And a, milk. Yeah, I got that from my dad. It was a it was a, oh, wow. a, a snack of sorts, and I used to eat it all the time as a kid. I remember trying it a long time ago. I haven't had this since I was a kid. It's disgusting. <laughs> to disgusting. me, there could be no redeeming flavor. God, a whole other conversation we need to have, but I'm going to bring this up now because yeah. I said this to my kid the other day, uh, uh, Carter, who has a, a great palate, and he tries new stuff, and I love that. But you know how your tastes change over time, and there are things that you hated when you were younger that you end up developing a taste for and you do like later on. Well, I found the same thing happens in reverse, like the crackers and milk thing. Yeah. I used to love it, and now it's gross. And I told him, you know what I used to love to eat as a kid? And this will be another conversation right. for another time. But I used to eat pickled pig's feet. Oh, my God. Yeah. All the time. And the yeah. idea of it is repulsive yeah. to me now. But Pickled I, pig ass. I, that's another one. Sometimes something you used to love and now you couldn't fathom even eating Real it. Real quick, I mean, because it just sounds so gross. Are you eating around bones and stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the God. knuckles, the yeah. whole thing. On living uh, pigs. No, not living <laughs> pigs. They were dead by then. They were pickled. Uh, hang on a second. Let me go to uh, Rob next. Hi, Rob. Good morning. What up, bitches? Yo, man. What's your story? All right, so Kit Kat bars. Love them. Yeah, you got to peel them off with your teeth, like, layer by layer. <laughs> oh, so as you have yeah. the different layer of cooking and the cream and the cooking the cream, and it was in the chocolate uh, container. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, You go through each layer with your teeth, peeling off right. each layer as you complete the cookie. Yep, and even on either end, there's a little bit more chocolate on the end, and you can pop them off. It comes off like in a nice... Yep. Nice layer. Little nugget. Yeah. Off each little piece, you know, either from the, usually start from the top. It's a lot of work. Chocolate off. Yeah. But it makes it last. And then go with the, the, the wafers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that's how it makes it last. I do something similar Thanks, with, my, with my Twix bars. Uh, what I'll do is I'll take a bite and then I'll get the uh, I'll get the caramel off first. I'll chew that. The monkey yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I you that's know, Casey's the cookbook. The it's monkey the monkey way, way. <laughs> or is yeah. written by Casey yeah. and Chim Chim. I love it. Uh, uh, yeah. All right. Let me go to. Let's go to Katie B. We only have time for a couple more calls. Hi, Katie. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Great, Katie. So, what weird thing do you or someone you know does uh, when eating, as far as their technique it goes? All right. Um, so, my friend. He'll order, like, a hoagie from Wawa, like a classic hoagie. He'll eat half of it normally. And then the second half, he'll, like, take a bite, take the tomato off, take a bite, take the lettuce off, take a bite, take the onions off, and he deconstructs half of his hoagie. As as he's eating. So at a certain point, does he begin to take his shirt off and his pants (laughs) off? I mean, that's... 
I'm glad he doesn't. Though. Yeah. Uh, you ever asked him about it and why he does that? Um, I We do. We actually make fun of him um, for it, and he says he's gotten better with it, but he just says that, you know, it's the taste. Is it I'm a- like, you ate half of the hoax. Right. You've already, eat, you've already had the whole mixture in your mouth. God, sometimes you just can't explain it. But what's funny, because my wife will do with with tacos, Preston, um, you talk about turning something into a salad. She'll get the taco. She'll take the taco as is. Crunch it up. Crunch it up and just turn it into a salad. Taco salad. There you go. Uh, Let me try Jimmy. Hi, Jimmy. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, Jimmy? How's it going? Good. What do you do? So I eat uh, the cupcake Swiss rolls. I eat the chocolate off of it first completely, so it's nothing but the cake inside. And then I... your bomb just exploded. <laughs> How does that not bug you, Jimmy? There's beating in the background. There you go. I yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I've just been doing it since I, as far back as I can remember, since I was a little kid. So I would just eat all the chocolate off, and then when I once I got down to the cake, I would just unwind it in oh. my mouth like a fruit roll. Dude, I know that <laughs> unrolling a Swiss roll. Yes, mm-hmm. um, I hear you on that. Yeah, that, yeah. Th- I used to do the same thing with yodels. Yeah, it's, I don't, I don't know what it is. I just can't eat them. The same However, time. it would be you couldn't do that with a ring ding, so uh, which yeah, is no. essentially the same thing. Yeah. Uh, but the unrolling the yodel was Thanks. a joy. I used to suck the cream out of snowballs. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you guys would yeah. like that. That's awesome. So you would Wait. suck the cream right out of the balls. <laughs> He Remember snowballs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I love snowballs. I, no, I, I used to deconstruct those a little bit. Though. Okay, so God, we... those are just—they're just garbage, <sighs> yeah. man. And I Honestly, loved them as a kid. Well, Listen, yeah. that's why it cracks oh. me up. We're looking at a, at a, at a oh. one split in half when the people uh. say like Oreos. That cream is just chemicals, yeah. and I love it. Yeah. Same thing with snowballs. Marissa wanted to jump in. Marissa. I can't wait to see what you guys say about this. Whenever I eat a piece of pizza, I start by tearing off the top right corner. So it's a little bit of crust and a little bit of sauce. <laughs> then I pick it up and I eat the bottom point. Okay. But now there's like a part that's left that's like <laughs> hanging on the right side. So I probably tear that off and eat that. This is all with my fingers. Now I have a, a slice that's too small to pick up. It's like a quarter of a slice. Yeah. So then I tear off the top crust See, and put that to the side. I, I, and then I like fold up the bottom point that's left, eat that in like two good bites. Lord. And then take the crust and tear it, and now hopefully whichever piece has more sauce left, that's the last bite. I love I've you, never... but I'd pitch you right off your balcony. <laughs> I, I've never understood the tearing of, of food. Pizza. I do that. Yeah. Not only pizza, I do it, but of food in yeah. general. And I, I don't know why, Preston. Whenever my... we get pizza here, I tear it off in pieces. I just love the idea of picking things apart and playing with them and then folding like different uh, flavors together. Like origami. All right, so, yeah. so the my, monkey way. My sister, when she eats bananas, eats bananas, and it drives my wife crazy, too, because she's one of those Oh no! Those mushy eaters, oh, and I, I, I hate die. it. I can't stand it too. But the other thing she does is she she breaks off pieces of the banana and eats it that way. I'm like, you don't have to touch it at all. You're yeah, holding yeah. the peel, and you can just <laughs> bite right there. Filthy hands. And now you're getting your Why fingers is... all over the food. Nature's I've made never it. Asked. I don't know. All right. I, I don't know, but it's just. But I, but the people who who take their fingers and pick food apart uh-huh. and eat it, I'm like, do you mash potatoes that way? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't pick food apart. I hate if my hands smell like food. Okay, like even pizza, just eating it regular, not picking it apart. If my hands smell like that food afterwards, like I have to wash my hands immediately. Right. I have to admit though, I love when my genitals smell <laughs> like tuna. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
Hey, I'll tell you what. When I was a kid, we had Tasty Cakes was basically, that was our lunch snack, you know. So when we got a, so my dad would keep the. Eat like a goddamn monkey. No, he would keep the Tasty Cakes in the freezer. So I'm telling you, the best thing to do is when you have like a cream-filled chocolate cupcake from Tasty Cakes, you eat the. Cupcake around it, and then you have the, you leave the cream left over. Free, freezing adds all sorts of me- yeah. elements mm-hmm. to it, like that. Yes, yep. you can do those things, yep. and Quit I support you in that. Thank Quit you. eating like a goddamn monkey. <laughs> Quit eating like a goddamn monkey. <laughs> Hang on, Danielle has been on hold for like twenty five minutes. Oh, please! It's just how we got started. Yeah. Was uh, how they eat the uh, the chicken nuggets. This guy. Hi, Danielle. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what? bitches. Hey, hey, what? What's up, Danielle? Um, I used to work for McDonald's, many, many McDonald's, and uh, I do the same thing with my McNuggets. I take the breading off. I don't, and I, and I don't know why I do it, but I put all the crumbs in a pile, and I eat all the chicken, chicken part first, and then at the end, I'll just take the like just a handful and just shove the. You know, I know. Uh, no, I can see that. There, yeah. there, there, it used to be the case where I would eat, I would eat um, pizza, and I would not eat the crust, and the, the crust at the end of eating the pizza. Then I'd eat the the separate crust, like breadsticks. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I was just an anti crust eater for a long time until I realized how much I actually enjoyed that part of the pizza. And now I'll finish all my kids' crust if they haven't yeah. eaten that. Oh, so yeah. I'll hand it over. Uh, I love this one. This is a text that came. It says, this is, "Now this is really doing some work here." All right. I bite one end off of an egg roll. I then scoop out the filling to eat, and then I refill the egg roll with General Tso's chicken. <laughs> and eat it. Wow! Oh my god! I think I love that. That's that's. that's I appreciate idea. that. You know, it reminds this me of brilliant. What I used to do with the uh, with cannolis. Mm-hmm. Uh, suck the cream out. Yeah, uh-huh. of course. And then eat the cannoli. I like the cannoli shell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With, by itself, and you can you can buy those separately. You can buy chips, and you can dip into the cannoli filling. But but if you re but to take the time to refill, refill it, something like that. I love it. That's that's, that's really, commitment. That's that going is. the distance. I wonder if anybody you know like stuffed shells. You just eat that ricotta out of there. That's good, and then maybe refill it with uh, meat sauce or something like. That. So these these Harry and David uh, dark covered chocolate blueberries. Oh my god! If you bite them the right way, they split directly in the middle. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that is the goal. So they and for some reason in my mind they taste better when it's evenly split. Like, Same thing right. with a peanut M M&M. and M. If you bite it perfectly, oh, top of the that. shell will come off. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. No, nope. I I will sometimes try to just eat the shell and the chocolate mm-hmm. off of the peanut. You know, you suck them till the just the. <laughs> Just, just the nuts are on your right? tongue. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, listen. A lot of people have their little thing, and they're deranged. And uh, the guy that uh, that uh, was peeling the chicken nuggets is not alone. But uh, no. it was posted, uh, you know, last week, and people made kind of a big fuss about it. But there's all kinds of little things that you do, and you don't even know why you do it. You just do it. So, but thanks for sharing. We appreciate that. All right. With that, I want to take a break and come back in a moment because we have some bizarre file stories to share with you. Our friends, by the way, speaking of all this food, uh, from Campos are stopping by today with Dietz and Watson. Nice. And, uh, yeah. Campos Deli in Old City uh, bringing in their classic Italian and the original Sin, a Dietz and Watson hoagie made with turkey breast, jalapeno, cheddar cheese, homemade Caesar dressing, and sweet roasted peppers. You can check them out in their Dietz and Watson Real Philly Deli hoagie guide. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Preston, Steve, and WMMR. Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. 
Steven Singer's Ready for Love diamond engagement rings are ready to go. Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Thank you very much, Kathy. Uh, this uh, I got a text. I don't know what this is in reference to, but somebody's just sharing with us how their day is going so far. Yeah. Uh, and it just says, I've pretty much reached my daily limit for dumbass already, and it's barely eight. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep listening. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. yeah. We'll get some more dumbass in there for you. By the way, I'm seeing texts come in for our coolest teacher, and of course, they're not following the proper format to do it. So, damn it. I'm going to tell you what you need to do. Otherwise, the text that you sent in about your teacher from Ruston High School is just going to go to complete waste. And I've said it several times. I'll say it again. You text the word teacher, space, then the teacher's name, 239333. That's how you do it. It's the only way count. to get it to count. That is correct. And one vote per phone number. So, Ruston High School, you guys are up. Westchester, PA is where that's located. You know where you are. But follow it. Go to PrestonandSteve.com, and that is how the, the, there's a very specific format, and it's it's listed there, and it'll tell you how to do it. Uh, we found out our coolest teacher from... <laughs> Mary and Mercy Academy was Mrs. Jessica Shields, uh, an English teacher, and she gets a prize. Uh, Sounds like an Avenger. Coffee mug it does, right? Mrs. Jessica Shields. Yeah. And uh, she also gets the uh, What a Crock Meals gift uh, gift certificate, too. So uh, let's see who gets it from Ruston High School. You have till uh, about 5 a.m. tomorrow morning to get it together. All right, we're going to do the Bizarre File. Here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right, the Bizarre File this morning is brought to you by Deets and Watson. Real Philly Deli. Want to know Philly's best kept hoagie secrets? Well, then pick up Deets and Watson's Real Philly Deli Hoagie Guide, a map of the best delis in the city. Earn prizes like T-shirts, coolers, food, and even birds tickets just for eating Real Philly Hoagies. Uh, Let's begin with this one. A woman living in Evanston, Illinois, was preparing to unload her washing machine when she found a snake slithering among the wet clothing. Whoa. She called for help on Wednesday after discovering the creature. Local officers uh, safely captured the very clean snake and took it to the Chicago Exotics Animal Hospital. And listen to this. One responding officer added, I could smell it and can tell that it had actually been through a cycle. <laughs> it smelled like downy. Oh, that's so nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Probably the, the envy of all the other snakes. Uh, the animal turned out to be a pet named Penelope that had escaped from her owner. Uh, the snake was returned to its owner, nice and squeaky clean. Amazing, amazing it could survive that, right? I know, I know right? Getting yep. its brains rattled around. Kathy, this one's for you. Okay. Uh, if you're going to light up your grill, make sure you open it up before you fire it up. <laughs> a woman named Kat Kotze of Raleigh, North Carolina, opened up a drawer of her grill recently to find a family of eight possums living inside. Oh, Saw this footage, you would uh, you would die. She took a video, and in it you can see a mother possum baring its teeth, surrounded by its seven babies. Kotze said that she checked out the grill after her dog seemed extra interested in it, <laughs> adding that she didn't want to disturb the animals and just let them live inside the grill. Do you notice that uh, that mother possums never seem benevolently, you know, out? Hey, these are my kids. Yeah. No. <laughs> They're fierce protectors. She added on Twitter that she now refers to the mother possum as Janice. She <laughs> Janice. Named it Janice, yes. A woman reportedly snarled at Burger King employees in Largo, Florida, as they tried to convince her to leave the restaurant's bathroom. 
Uh, police officers were eventually called to the scene where they made a startling discovery. Oh, no. Authorities are claiming that after taking the suspect into custody, seven syringes were discovered hidden inside of her nanny hoo hoo. She's indeed a Florida woman. Florida woman. Florida woman. Yeah. So, uh, Jamie Westcott was snarling and yelling at Burger King employees from the bathroom. I think I would snarl as well. She was refusing to leave. When the police arrived, they claimed that the suspect showed several signs of narcotics usage. She reportedly agreed to be searched but became agitated when one of the officers felt something hard in her groin. (sighs) At this point, Westcott reportedly told the officers she had effed up. Officers uh, warned her that if she was taken into custody without revealing what the item was, she likely would face additional charges. When she wouldn't reveal what the item was in her groin, officers took her to custody at the station. Westcott finally relented. I have some syringes in my cooter. And she revealed that she had seven syringes full of clear fluid hidden inside of her. Seven syringes. Yep. She had been uh, The risk she was running. With possession of drug paraphernalia and resisting an officer without violence. I'd say she has an addiction problem. Maybe. An Arizona pastor who uh, has said that he prayed for the death of former President Obama and praised the 2016 mass shooting of Florida's Pulse nightclub has become the first person ever banned from entering Ireland. Wow. Yeah, and this weird Irish Minister of Justice, Charlie Flanagan, signed an order under the Immigration Act of 1999 forbidding the entry of Stephen L. Anderson, pastor of Faithful World Baptist Church in Tempe, Arizona, ahead of a visit to Dublin that Anderson said he had scheduled for May 26. Huh. His visit, uh, his visit's purpose was to preach to an unspecified congregation, according to the newspaper, and it was the first exclusion order signed since the law was enacted. I thought the first time they did it, I thought they did it one other time with Dave Coulier. <laughs> uh, Anderson made national headlines in 2009 when he said that he prayed for Obama's death, as well as after the 2016 Pulse shooting, in which he res- resulted in 50 fewer pedophiles, is what he said. Huh. So this guy is really good with his PR. And has repeatedly said the Bible calls for the execution of gay people. Why wouldn't you want that in your country? Anderson has also produced videos promoting Holocaust denial and claiming that the Jewish Messiah is the Antichrist. Uh-huh. He's been banned from several other countries, including the United Kingdom, Malawi, South Africa, Canada, Jamaica, and all other European countries. Before the order was signed, numerous Irish LGBTQ rights groups had called for Anderson to be prevented from entering the country. Over 14,000 people had signed a petition calling for his banning as of Sunday evening. So they ain't letting him in. Yeah. That was interesting. And let's see, how about this one? A man who claimed to suffer from brain damage because of West Nile virus was sentenced to 20 years in prison for recording and distributing child pornography. But he tried to use that as a defense. West Nile virus? That was his excuse. And the Uh the judge wasn't buying it. Irving Jose Marquez received the maximum sentence Thursday after pleading guilty to federal charges. As part of the plea agreement, a charge was dismissed, but Marquez and his attorney said that he wasn't in his right mind. They say he contacted West Nile virus in 2009 and that the virus subsequently made him sexually aggressive. I got, I got West Nile virus and everything. Yeah, so they wanted the minimum sentence, but uh, they ended up going with the maximum. Uh, and records show apparently his mother said that he was sexually aggressive since he was young. So the West Nile virus. Nothing to do with West Nile virus. And then one last story. How about this? We were just talking about something similar to this the other day. A Florida man says that his grass grew a little too tall but he doesn't think that he should lose his house over it. The city of Dundon moved to foreclose on the home of 69-year-old Jim Ficken over $30,000 in unpaid code violation fines. Now, the Tampa Bay Times reports that Ficken was fined $500 a day last summer because his grass was taller than 10 inches. He filed a lawsuit against the city seeking a nominal $1 in damages. 
relief from the fines, and an end to the city's practice of finding people without considering ability to pay. Because here's the deal. Last summer, Ficken said that he was away for lengthy periods, managing the estate of his deceased mother in South Carolina, and the man that he had paid to mow his lawn had died unexpectedly. Oh, no. Well, those are extenuating exactly. circumstances. And they're going to take his home away? Yeah, they foreclosed on his home. Uh, come on. So, exactly. Mm-hmm. The, the grass holes, right? See, I'd, I'd claim he has West Nile virus. Uh, maybe that, that seems to not work. work. Yeah, that seems to not work. All right, and there you go. That's what I have for you in the bizarre file this morning. That's horrible. All right, as we are taking a break, Casey's trying to give me something. To, yeah, is, is, I have this uh, the screening for this movie. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Got it right what here. What is oh, this movie? Is. The Hot Zone. Oh, this uh, looks very good. Is the movie, and we have a screening coming up on uh, Tuesday, twenty first, a week from today, at the Ritz at the Boars. It's at seven o'clock. You need to be there by six thirty. We can take five callers at two one five two six three WMMR, and you'll get complimentary popcorn and soda. Ooh. It is hosted by Casey Boy Foster. Oh, uh, presented by National Geographic. The Hot Zone is a three-night limited series inspired by true events surrounding the origins of uh, Ebola oh. and its rival on U.S. soil in 1989. It's yeah, based on the book. Great book. Yeah. You loved it, right? Nick? I did. Yeah, yeah. It, it talks all, all about uh, Ebola showing up in Reston, Virginia, and it's uh, terrifying. Um, and you know what it can do to sorry <laughs> to people. Right. I, I didn't mean to do that. No, no, it's a, that was the bizarre part. It was a musical sting, Preston. Yeah. It did sound like that. But uh <laughs> And it's terrible Ta-da. what it can do to dead people. Yeah. So when's the screening? Because I'd like to go. It's next Tuesday. Okay. Week from today. Well, call in. So the hot zone from May 27th on uh, National Geogra- Geographic, by the way. 215-263-WMMR is the number, Nick, so good luck to you. All right. All right. <laughs> We're going to take a break. We'll come back in uh, just a moment or two. David Tell joining us a little bit later on. Make sure you stay with us. We need your blood. It's time to roll up your sleeve for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, Saturday, June 15th. Last year was the second largest blood drive in the nation, and with your help, it'll be number one this year. So we're headed to the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks for this year's drive with kids' activities from Aim High Studio and Painter Treasure Ceramics, plus Rita's Water Ice and Alex's Lemonade Stand. The Red Cross is always in need, especially leading into the summer months, so make an appointment now at WMMR.com. All donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and this year's pint glass from Window Nation. Hundreds of donors will be randomly selected for free tickets to one of these concerts at the BB&T Pavilion, the Smashing Pumpkins, and Noel Gallagher on August 8th. Or Alice Cooper and Hailstorm on August 16th. Tickets for these shows are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Our 14th annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. From the American Red Cross Penn Jersey Blood Services region. And 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Testing! One, two, three. Hey, by the way, our uh, coolest teacher high school today is Ruston High School in Westchester. Text word teacher followed by the teacher's name, 39333. I'm going to read an email, and I want to preface this by saying this, that I am not going to make a habit of this. All right. Uh, this is for a longtime friend of the show, and I will do this, and then we will put that to bed. This is from Joan Mintz-Ulmer. Joan was the communications director for the Greater Philadelphia Food Bank in the earliest years of the Camp Out for Hunger. I remember her. Yeah, so Joan, she's like, I, you know, I, I and it's a long email, so I'm just going to, I'm going to summarize it. But she she wants to thank us for our efforts in the uh, recognizing of school teachers again this year with the coolest teacher. And then she goes on to give me a lengthy description of a really great teacher. 
I'm going to mention the teacher, but the reason I'm going to do this one time because there are too many. Everybody will send us, and yes. we don't have time to do it. Damn you, Joan. Damn you, Joan. Uh, and you just got a super long email. We've said many, many times there are so many great teachers, and we don't have time to thank them all by name, and that's why we do the contest. The whole purpose. Yeah. So Christina Ulmer is the teacher, uh, freshman English at Hatboro Horsham High School. And she does these great uh, philanthropic things with the kids where she ends up giving them money to do good things with, to do uh, to do charitable things with, to do a good deed of sorts. Uh, this was after her her uh, 29-year-old sister, Katie, had died in a car accident. She found some money that Katie had left in her wallet, and she wanted to do something good with it. And she spread it out amongst the students and said, here... Why don't you do this? Do something good. Do a good turn. Here's That's a good wow. thing. It's, it's wonderful, yeah. and it's become it's turned into a yearly event now. So she just wanted to say that this is a wonderful person, a great teacher, doing a really cool thing. And I agree. That's very right. very cool. So mm-hmm. Christina Ulmer, you're getting your due, and that is from uh, Joan Mintz Ulmer. Wait a minute, Ulmer. Yes, Ulmer. you know what's going on oh, here. Family member. <laughs> Bastard. No, but anyhow. even though it's wonderful, you're a wonderful bastard. Yeah, but uh, I wanted to mention that for Joan. And uh, yes, we try to get to everybody that we can, but it's just there's just too many people. It's, it's just too much. So anyhow, we only have so many crockpot meals and cups to give out. That's right. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to share that real quick. A couple of shout outs, and then we'll move along. Uh, this is Hey Preston, longtime uh, podcaster. I'm Dave from the Detroit area. I currently have been working for Ford Motor Company, building cars on an assembly line, and on May 17th, I will be celebrating my 20th year at Ford. Wow. Working on the assembly line, and I'd like to request a shout-out in my honor. Hard-working man, I think we can do that. So, uh, Dave Zawaki in Detroit, here you go, my man. Thank you very much. Congratulations on 20 years. And another one says, hey, wanted to give my pregnant wife, Kate, giant shout-out for being an amazing woman. We're both big fans of the show. Uh, but would have to disagree with your smelling foods for a few minutes theory to ease hunger. Uh, we were on our way back from picking up a Papa John's pizza, and we were in the car for about 20 minutes. After smelling that delicious pizza for 20 minutes, she was about ready to bite my arm off. So she politely disagrees with you, Preston. She was pregnant at the time, though, right? Yeah. Now, I never that, said that. That was a, that was a story that I read yeah. and passed along. So, so go to hell. Uh, no, I didn't say that. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's from uh, Mike Gerard. So here's a shout-out to your wife. Kate and good luck with the baby and everything. Uh, Kathy, this uh, Steve told me this is secondhand. She told know. me, yeah, and I said, I "Let's you. hold this uh, story here." What's the story? Uh, so I went out to. I told you guys yesterday. I went out to um, almost to Lancaster. I wasn't quite in Lancaster. I was in uh, Oxford, Pennsylvania. A friend of mine uh, grew up out there, and she goes out every year uh, to do her flowers, her her potted plants, and she plants in her garden and all of that. And uh, she always, you know, laughs at me because I spend so much money at Lowe's. She's like, "You have to come with me." So I took the trip out there. It was cool. It was very nice. We went. We kind of spent the day together and and we went shopping and uh the amish were you know they have this farm and it's one that i guess she goes to every year and i think that everybody that works there lives in this house that's uh on the property so there were a lot of kids there that were helping us carry the flowers to our cars and things like that and uh, there was like kind of what was a cute picture it was a little girl carrying a bunch of flowers and then um i guess her brother who was next to her he had you know his hat on and he was helping with the flowers as well and i was behind them and i was like that's a cute picture of them you know helping me carrying the flowers to the car. And I took out my phone and I said do you th- to my friend, I said, do you think I can take a picture of them? She goes, oh, no, 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 put your phone away. Yeah. And I was like, why? And she goes, you can't take pictures of them. And I said, the kids? And she goes, no, the, the Amish. And I said, why? She said, because it steals their soul. They think it steals their soul. And yeah. I was like, 
Is oh. that a common Amish belief? I mean, she oh, said yeah. it to me as if it. Yeah, you've she, heard that as well. Oh my God, yeah, for a long, long time. Yeah, that, I always thought that was sort of something that you would hear about, uh, you know, re- in remote African villages or Amazonian, uh, you know, no. uh, tribes or whatever. No, 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 I never no. realized Stan. it was pervasive amongst the Amish community. Uh, growing up, we had several exchange students come and live with us. And in 1989, we had a, a French kid named Sebastian come, and Sebastian was an amateur filmmaker. He loved making movies. And we took him out to Amish country. He wanted to see where the house was where they filmed Witness. He loved the movie Witness. So he he, he took out his camera and he was taking photos of these. And they came, they would hold up their um, hands to their face. Really? Oh, yeah. It's it's, uh, it's verboten. You, you're not allowed to do it. And it's uh, really a sign of disrespect. Would they do the thing where they where they draw a mustache on the side of their index finger? And <laughs> no. I mean, like, there are so many tourists that um, be awesome. <laughs> that go out to Pennsylvania Dutch country. And uh, some people are just flat out disrespectful. Of course. And, and yeah. I think, that's, I think yeah. that's where it came from. That's probably what ruined it. So, Nick, she said that she actually saw um, a group of kids they were playing, and it was sort of it was just like a tourist taking a picture, you know, no harm, but they actually went over to the person and said, please don't, like, talk yeah. to them about it and said, please don't take our picture. Oh. So once, yeah. do they, wow, I was like, I, 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 I to me that seemed like uh, hokum, and that, that, that didn't seem to be the case, well, but. I, w- I wonder if that's religious doctrine for them, if it's written somewhere. Where they um, have a deal with Android. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's an iPhone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not allowed. Yeah, we're, it's a Google uh, thing we've got going on. But you know, a lot of what they do stems from religion. So maybe there's something they've interpreted in there that uh, that says that that's I, I don't know. And like you know, I thought to myself, it's kids. You know what I mean? Like you don't like I wouldn't want somebody taking a picture of my kid. You know, so I thought, oh, maybe yeah, she was yeah, saying sure. it because they were little kids. But I was taking it, you know, from the back of them. You really wouldn't have known their identity. I think she the, was like, no. The best can't. way to to preserve and respect someone's religion is to do it in secret and steal the pictures <laughs> and their soul that way. <laughs> I had uh, we had a friend growing up uh, who was the same way. Uh, this guy Scott and uh, he he did not want pictures. And we were always taking pictures of just whatever parties and, and he friends. thought it was a soul stealing thing. Yeah, yeah, he, really. He had. Um, he had Native American blood, and I, and I couldn't tell you what you know tribe or, or if he knew the origin or anything like that. But he he felt that it stole something from you huh. if you took a picture. So we wouldn't take pictures of him. We finally we were on a ski trip, and we got him to get in one picture, if I remember. And he actually. It was by a window, and he hid behind the cat, the uh, the curtains, wow. and just his face was. Too- wow! What did they do for like senior pictures? Do you recall? They're all They're blank, like, like for the yeah, portraits in the room and stuff. Well, you can you don't have to submit that. Uh-huh. So yeah, I guess he didn't do it. But <laughs> was was he uh, Hakawi by any chance? Where the heck are we? <laughs> I and and I never really asked him about it. I was like, dude, and, I never and you want to respect someone's yeah. listen if that's what someone believes, uh, you know. Um, the but, Amish wh- believe that uh, photographs in which they can be recognized violate the biblical commandment: "Quote, thou shalt not be." Uh, thou shalt not make unto thyself a graven image, unquote. And they want to be remembered by the lives they lived and the examples they set, not by physical appearance. So um, also, there, uh, if you see an Amish doll, there are no faces on the dolls themselves. Well, I never uh, noticed that, Nick. Yeah. Uh, I keep is, returning them because I figure they're broken. What does a graven image mean? Graven? I don't really know. Okay. Serious, well, I suppose? Uh, maybe. Uh, listen, you know what's funny, interesting about... Wow, here's pictures of Amish dolls with no faces on them. And that's that, creepy. Okay. That's super creepy. So, uh, in about a month from now, my wife's cousins are coming in, or her cousin is coming in from Sweden, and he's bringing, like, three or four friends who are going to stay with us. Uh, do you know where they want to go? Do, 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 Lancaster? They want to go to, to of, Intercourse. Of course they, they do. They want to go to Amish They're country. Swedish. 
<laughs> We're like, oh, we'll take you there. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. There's not much to see. You know what, though? It's beautiful. Let though. me tell it's you something. country. No Amish question. stuff, all of that stuff. And there was, there was some report on television. It's one of the most requested tourist areas and people to see uh, uh, Amish buggies moving along and, and, and Dutch Wonderland and Get all that stuff. Pass. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, exactly. I did, so I did take a picture of their horses. I wonder if that was. Did the right. horses put the hooves up over their feet? <laughs> well, I, no, but I will say that they were not. No, they were not friendly animals. And I put it. I put it up on my um my Instagram. Page, well, they knew you Instagram were an outworlder. No, but they like usually you know like the farm by my house. If I go over, the horses come over. They let you pet them. Like they just looked like they wanted nothing to do with us, Slut. even being near them. Slut. <laughs> uh, graven equals enga- engraved image. Okay, oh, so, so I, I guess, guess this doctrine came out prior to photographs being no graven. That doesn't mean engraved. It's a okay. biblical quote. That, okay. that can't be the all same. All right, all right. Don't know. Just well, maybe the uh, of course you know the, the apostles were known. That they were all worked at things remembered. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you're an apostle. <laughs> yeah, you're not doing grave things. You right? This I wanted to say, Jesus, you're the best. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, I'm going to go to Elizabeth who lives in Oxford. Hi, Elizabeth. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Elizabeth? Um, so I live in Oxford, and actually, um, in Oxford, the majority of the population is um, Amish. It feels like, uh-huh. and um, a lot of the Amish, unfortunately, the kids they walk home from school, and unfortunately, a lot of them don't wear like safety vests and stuff, so they get hit by cars. Ah. Uh-huh. It's really sad, but, like, you can't put it in the newspaper since there's no pictures of them. So nobody really hears about it, and it's actually really upsetting. So so they, they will they, um, they won't wear the vests, or has anyone made an effort to approach them or to give them something that's a little reflective so they don't get hit? Or what's the in status recent, of this? In recent years, they have started to wear safety vests, like the reflective ones. Okay. So it has helped a little, but... It's still like once a year you hear about it every so often. Let, let me ask you, Elizabeth. In, in, so in the community and everything, they, they, they've always impressed me as as, as, as pleasant people and, and uh, good neighbors. I mean, what, what's your what's your experience with them? Yeah, they're awesome. Um, I actually have family that lives across the street, and he's allergic to bees, and he got stung by a bee. And I guess the Amish saw that um, the ambulance had to come, and the next day they came over with all sorts of baked goods. They're really sweet people, and they're awesome neighbors for sure. And now, how many of their souls have you stolen? <laughs> Stop it! With your long, with your telephoto lens from your living room. <laughs> I will say they were like super nice, and the kids were adorable and so helpful and nice and sweet. Um, you yeah. did take that picture, didn't you? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> did you tip them? You know what I did, and she looked like she. They were they were young, Nick. They were very young, but they looked like what just happened. Why did you just give me that? I was but wondering. I felt bad. Well, how would they How would they react to a tip? Do we know? Like Is she it... just went, oh, uh, like like a little kid getting a few bucks. You know what I mean? That's how she reacted. Like she was not expecting it. What at were they all. doing for you? They, so I bought a ton of flowers. Thanks, and Elizabeth. They were, a literal ton. They were. I mean, pretty much. <laughs> if you see the back of my car. Um, they they were carrying the boxes for me. Like they the loaded little, them up for you. Yeah, okay. they they helped carry them. Okay. Uh, I will go next to Megan. Hey, Megan, good morning. Hi, how you guys doing? Good. What's up, Megan? 
Good, thanks. I just wanted to comment. My mom uh, taught in an Amish and Mennonite school when I was growing up. We're um, more towards central Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. and it really has nothing to do with stealing your souls. It's all about the prideful thing, not um, dressing yourself up, not taking pictures, exactly what I think it was um, Nick said. All right, so Um, it's more more of that nature than the – yeah, because in very primitive cultures, there's that that – Soul stealing thing, and it just didn't seem to jibe with the with the Amish. Right, I've heard that about low country, kind of like if you go to like the basket markets in South Carolina and stuff. Right. That definitely is kind of the voodoo soul stealing. But no, Amish and Mennonite, like um, like um, Elizabeth, I think the former caller just said, very very kind, very very nice. Nothing to do with soul stealing. It's all about just you know keeping yourself kind of um, humble yeah. and part of the community, not celebrating like you know. But we still Yourself. can't take we still can't take pictures of them though, right? Right. right. Yeah, that's okay. more just like a like a, taking a picture of a zoo or something. <laughs> hey, could you guys make a pyramid or something? Yeah. Yeah. We want to make a good we'll one. Take a picture. Uh, wait a minute, a Megan. The Low Country people. I'm not familiar with that. Oh, so like um, in if if you go to like the basket markets, like in um, Charleston and stuff like that, the women who do like the basket weaving and stuff, the hobbits. That, that we were told was like a no go because they really do think kind of like in sort of the voodoo culture and things like that. Oh, okay, I'm not voodoo basket that. makers, but yeah, <laughs> my favorite baskets are voodoo baskets. I know, right? There's all these sort of sub things that you don't. Megan. Like, I would never have known about the. the, Because sometimes you do. I'm trying to think. I've seen sort of travel brochures with images of of, of horse drawn Amish carts. But I guess you don't see their faces. faces. Maybe they draw them in after the picture's taken? No, but like. That's why they all look like Alec Baldwin. Because I, I also wanted to take a picture of the horse and buggy going by. And the horse? You can't, the horse? Well, I don't know. I don't know about the horse. I did take pictures of the horse, but um, I don't know about the horse and buggy, but I, I didn't because she had told me not to take pictures of them. Kathy, a few people are texting in talking about um, their treatment of the animals. They they don't treat any of their animals like pets. Oh, they're, you're right. Yes. They're, they're working animals. Right. And so part of the reason why the horses might not be the friendliest be the on friendliest, the planet yes. is because they're they're... Um, employees, essentially, of the Amish. They're, They're working. They're not domesticated. Yeah, no. you know, yeah. my friend said the same thing about the dogs. Yeah, I mean, if if they're taking the Bible a little more literally, man was made to rule right. over the animals, and man was made for loving you. And uh, well, Kiss said that. <laughs> yes, I um, was made for loving you. And so, is it a case, Preston, like in the cartoon where they punch in the animals in the morning? Like, yes. good morning, Sam. Good morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> morning, Jebediah. <laughs> I would love that. Uh, uh, it's I a wonder, fascinating I w- culture. I wonder if they name their pets or not, if that is the case. Yeah, I don't know. You know they might not have names for them. Uh, just their so, social security number. But, I mean, it was so much so that we noticed it, that those horses. They, they wow. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go to Nick. Hi, Nick. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, buddy? What's up? So, I was actually a student in Millersville University for a semester back in 2016, and I was at this Turkey Hill food market. It's kind of like the, their version of Wawa. Yeah. And there's this a group of Amish people, and they're taking selfies with, like, brand-new iPhones. I'm like, okay, isn't that kind of weird since they don't like their pictures taken? Nick, is it possible they were on Rumspringer? Maybe. I don't know. They, they were literally they were dressed in full head-to-toe Amish gear. Were they, 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 they younger? Like, did they look like teenagers? Uh, they were like a mix of adults and teenagers, like a whole family. There was like mm-hmm. two adult women, um, a grown man with a full with a full beard, and everything. Yeah, uh-huh. they could have been. They could have been Mennonites, maybe. Uh, do the I, Men- Mennonite men? I don't think grow out the the beard, though. Do they? No, I, they, I, they do I man buns. Really uh, man buns. Man buns and uh, Crocs. They're all over Fishtown, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
They're overrun. Right. They're the hipsters of the Amish community. <laughs> because there are... Yeah, bro. Uh, there used to be, and it was an Amish market in... Good day to you, Roast Beef. <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> North Wildwood, but um, they were, you know, working... Like electric cash registers and all Booth's that. Corner has yeah. uh, has Amish working there, um, and I don't know the difference between Amish and Mennonite to tell you the truth. One it's, is definitely more lives a lives a more austere life of that. But I think I, just but, different religions. It's like a Protestant versus Catholic. Mennonites you know? are a little bit more. I would say uh, probably a, a tad more relaxed. Uh, but uh, I tell you what, one of the best meals I ever had was at a Mennonite uh, restaurant out there in Lancaster. I forget where it was, but it was. You know, everything was as fresh as could be. It was just fantastic. And you've heard about Amish uh, hookers, right? They sleep with three men a night? Yeah. <laughs> waka, waka, waka. Awesome. Yep. You're welcome. There you go. Big your dad right. joke. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody throw him a cracker. Yeah, yeah. 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 Eat him like a monkey. <laughs> I swear to you, Jebediah, I saw a man eat as a monkey would eat. He took the cracker thusly and separated, licking the oh. innards. Ah, oh, you joke. Let me go to you <laughs> No jest, man eats sir. as a monkey. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> Get right. back to the uh, farm with your monkey stories. I'm going to go to Travis next. Hey, Travis, good morning. Hey, sorry to bother you guys at work. It's okay, buddy. What's up, man? Uh, nothing. So I actually got my dog from a legit Amish farm, not a puppy mill. Okay. Um, I have a blue healer, an Australian cattle dog. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we pulled up, the guy was on his porch in the rocking chair, and um, we walked back into their barn where he kept all the cattle, and the mother and the two puppies came running out from underneath all the cattle, like jogging out between their legs and stuff, and they do name their animals. Okay. Um, so my dog was is Samson. He's always been Samson. He was named Samson. Hmm. Um, his sister was Shiloh, so they were mostly kind of biblical names. Sure. But um, yeah, the, uh, his mom was the farm dog. It was her first litter. She was two, and his dad was the, the herding dog from the farm next door. So you're saying these these weren't puppy mill puppies? They were they were just leg- legitimate dogs that they had had on the farm that they that they sold to you? Yeah, exactly. And um, they uh, we actually took him up, and he's he's an absolutely amazing working dog. I had him trained to herd. We took him up to Nazareth. Uh, wow! Um, wow! Farm. Yeah, and it's 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 absolutely it's one of the most rewarding things ever because this dog is just he's he's a great working dog and it's in his blood. So when you when you interacted with them, uh, totally fine, um, you know, um, sociable and uh, good, you know, nice people. Oh my God, they were so nice. They took us back into the barn. They showed us their whole farm and you know the their hot tub. Yeah, this has Bluetooth, so we can play our music on it. <laughs> exactly. It's actually funny. The dogs can. <laughs> the dogs keep. Yeah, they keep. The Thanks, Travis. Yeah. All the maintenance yeah, yeah. on the hot tub. Appreciate wow, it. wow. Yeah. Uh, Could you do you think, uh, you know, like like as in witness, you know, there's there's a certain um, there's a charm to that, and I'm sure it would last the better part of a half hour, and then you'd want <laughs> you'd want all your amenities. I believe that uh, that Amish can, and I'm going to go to Chris here as more like. Um, they can they can ride in a vehicle. They just can't operate the vehicle. So they can ride in, in like a so. like a Lamborghini. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I believe so. Um, uh, Chris might be able to uh, tell us more about that. Hey, Chris. Good morning. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's up, bud? You guys rock. Thank um, you. Yeah. So last summer, I got all the windows in my house replaced, and my contractor was uh, Amish. He wasn't Irish, but he was Amish. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this guy was Irish. <laughs> Irish. Never seen one phone. before in my life. <laughs> Don't take my picture. You're stealing my sword. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so he was Amish, but he had an email address. He had uh, an iPhone. 
He was riding around in a pickup truck. Um, apparently, if their church community allows it, mm-hmm. they're allowed for work only to use technology. Okay. okay. So then you could encounter a fully Amish-run radio shack. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Could you imagine? <laughs> what are yeah, you looking for, brother? Uh, yeah. Name Samuel. Yes. <laughs> On this, uh, Our rechargeable batteries are in the back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, interesting. So, and it also, thanks, Chris, I appreciate it. I, it also depends on how uh, liberal your group is because there are some that are that are very 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 conservative and, and there are other uh, Amish groups that have some liberal tendencies to them I have read so yeah. or I saw that uh, uh that movie with uh uh Tim uh Tim Allen and uh, oh, oh yeah, Kirstie yeah, Allen, yeah, 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 yeah. Kirstie Allen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah also, but, Kingpin is very they good. Said for that. And Kingpin is yeah. incredibly Amish accurate. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And remember, we had that not your average listener that drives the Amish to work. Oh yes, yes. That's right. yeah. Her name was Charlie, and she had told us about the fact that they can, you know, as long as they're not operating, right. they can uh, they drive can to the radio show. I think I told yes. you guys <laughs> about this on air, um, but there's that um, if you're headed uh, west on the School Expressway, there's that new. Um, Depot where they store salt and stuff like that on mm-hmm. on the right end. When they were making that, there was like an Amish ra- um, barn raising. God they had, Almighty! It's they amazing. had Amish guys working on the outside of it. And in order for them to get there, they needed to get a ride. You know, it's right yeah. off the school expressway. It's yeah. amazing how they do it and how quickly they do it. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, another quick call, and we got to take a break. I'm going to go to Darren. Hi, Darren. Chris Cole, how's it going, man? Good, buddy. What's up, man? It's your neighbor from Dover and Skipback. Hey, uh, hey. I went to a Mennonite church, Methacta Mennonite church. Uh, they're over 250 years old. Um, difference between Amish and Mennonite, they, they both come uh, Anabaptist. And uh, the only difference is one's more modern than the other. Okay, uh, okay. as we assumed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mennonites, there is a difference. Uh, the older style or whatever you, you, you know, whatever you want to call it. We call them black bumper Mennonites. They drive cars, but no, nothing flashy. And whereas we have radio, TV, fancier cars, that kind of stuff. Right, they have iPads and uh, Viewmasters. We have televisions and theaters, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. All right, so they so they just reel it back a little bit to some extent, and uh, yeah, okay. The Amish, they, they do cheat. They started cheating, and they got a little more modernized. Yeah, they have power tools. You know, like you said, registers, things like that. They drive trucks, haul trailers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know. Teslas. Right. Cool. Thanks, Darren. Appreciate it, man. Mennonites, yep. Carlinites. Right. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I I didn't know the uh, the picture thing, the photographs. And uh, I, I'm I guess, glad I know. Yeah. I would I would I I might have made that mistake, and I would not want to offend somebody. Yeah. Uh, you know, if that's their belief. Yeah. Uh, but if, we never could figure out the guy Scott that I knew why he was. That was his thing. He just no pictures, man. Steals your. He he was of the it steals your soul huh. thing somehow or another. Now I don't think. That he believed that if one picture was taken, that he was forever, you know, lost of his soul, whatever that means. Yeah. But he... You just lost a percentage. Maybe a little bit here and there. And eventually, if you did a full photo shoot, you'd, you'd be, be gone. dead inside. You'd be like uh, like uh, uh, in Back to the Future. Yeah. You'd, you'd be disappearing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. All right, anyhow, thanks for the calls. We appreciate it. I want to take a break because when we return, David Tell is going to be on the program. Yeah. Uh, but not before I thank our uh, friends from Campos for stopping by this morning and Dietz and Watson, a real Philly deli, of course. And uh, they they stay true to their motto, 
Uh, wait a minute. This says this. What? Well, okay. that's a different one. They're coming later. Oh, they're coming later today? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right. What? Well, anyhow, thank the, thank the camp. Thank you, Campos. Uh, you can see why they're featured on the Food Network or out to, uh, you can also go to Swarthmore Co-op because they're going to be here, too, uh, and experience their uh, commitment to buying local. Deets and Watson has you covered with their real Philly Deli hoagie guide. We'll be back in a moment. Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. At the wait and get to David Tell on in a moment. Uh, I sometimes I lose emails, man, and I mean mm-hmm. to, and I mean to pass information along. I just found this one sitting underneath a stack of stuff, and I got it back on April twenty eighth. But I wanted to mention this, Nick. If you could make uh, see if this GoFundMe page is still up or not. This is from Matt. Uh, oh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. Starts with an S. Uh, anyhow, uh, South Jersey said, "Been listening to your show since I was in fifth grade, about 14 years ago." Uh, hoping you can be able to bring some attention to <clears throat> something my cousin's young son is going through. His name is Waylon Dean Steiner. And he was born with a rare disease called type 1 osteogenesis imperfecta. You've probably heard of this before if you watched <clears throat> the um, uh, the movie Unbreakable. It's yes. what uh, Mr. Glass has. Oh, commonly known as brittle bone disease. Uh, he's consistently experienced broken bones from the time he was born, including a broken tibia twice, his collarbone, multiple toes, and multiple, multiple compression fact- fractures in his spine and neck. Uh, I see many specialists during the first few years of his life, but was always misdiagnosed until recently. Long story short. Uh, he is required to fly to Omaha, Nebraska, to visit specialists and receive bone infusions every three months for the next 15 years of his life or until he's done growing. So uh, they're asking if we'll put the uh, the GoFundMe page up. It's there, right? Yes, sir. So, uh, excuse me, sorry. Um, it is on the community page of PrestonandSteve.com. There's a, a really cute photo of Waylon in the Captain America mask. Yeah. And so if you need the information and the link to the GoFundMe page, it is right on our website. All right, cool. And uh, any other, uh, you know, events or people who need a hand, uh, that stuff is available on the events page of uh, PrestonSteve.com for you to check out. Case. Uh, uh, yeah, well, speaking of events, I wanted to mention uh, that uh, Team WMMR, Rock and Rollers, we got the, um, it used to be called Tour to Shore, now it's called uh, Ben to the Beach, maybe, but it's, mm. it's, it's all the same thing. I'm just going to call it Tour to Shore until I figure it out. Um, my team is having a fundraiser on Thursday night. If you recall, our, our team jerseys last year yes, very popular. were like the talk of the town. And so this year, uh, what I planned on doing, what I'm planning on doing is I'm planning on doing a vote on Thursday. I have, I have like four uh, jersey ideas. And if you're on my team and you want to come and vote, come to the Irish Pub at uh, 20th and Walnut. We're going to be there from 8 to 10 p.m. It's a it's Jersey gonna, selection party. It's a Jersey or? selection party, but you got to pay to vote. All right, right. right? You don't get a free vote. You got to pay to vote, and then all the proceeds go towards Team WMMR and um, and uh, um, uh, Families Behind the Badge uh, uh, charity. But uh, there's also going to be four dollar Bud Light pints during the event um, and some other things going on. But I'm telling you, like I have some really, really good Jersey ideas, and it's really tough for me to key in on on the one. So I'm going to leave that up to you guys. Well, listen, you're, you're going to do it the uh, the democratic way. And last year's Jersey was highly coveted. Yes, it was. And the only way to get a Jersey is is to be on the team. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All Come right, on. pony up. Very good. Uh, he's ready to go. Yes. He's on the phone line and uh, he's going to be in town. He's going to be at the uh, Borgata on May 25th. He and Jeff Ross, who is he that I am speaking of, ladies and gentlemen, one of our favorites, David Tell. Yeah. Yeah. On the phone. Hey, Dave. 
Guys, how are you? We're What's great. up? We are great, man. We're doing well. Just uh, trying to make our way through the week. Where are you right now? Well, I'm uh, in New York, and uh, to be honest, I'm a little uh, blown away with the uh, Doris Day thing. Well, <laughs> the Doris Day thing. Were you a fan? I, I seriously was a Doris Day fan. It was, uh, I mean, at Not 90s. Not only was I a fan, I think I'm the youngest fan. <laughs> and I'm 54 years old. <laughs> no, it's it's true. There, Yeah, that that. but there was a time, man. I, like, I even remember the Doris Day TV show, but... Uh, you know, I like the the four thirty movie. Growing up in New York, they'd have all those uh, those uh, uh, Rock Hudson Doris Day uh, movies, and because kind of like something you got used to. So, but at ninety seven, it's not as yeah. if it wasn't expected. What a life! Yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. amazing. So, yeah. and uh, you know, uh, speaking of old, uh, <laughs> me and Jeff. Okay. Uh, the two guys, we will be at the Brigada, and uh, it's a big holiday week, and so we added a show. Nice. We had sold out a show, and we said, hey, you know what, let's add a show. Nice. And uh, that way we can, you know, beat the traffic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's right. all about beating the traffic. <laughs> you get to that point in entertainment, and you got to play the traffic right. Well, this is great because, you know, fans of, of the uh, the Bumping Mics uh, show on Netflix, and, and, and listen, you guys, obviously, you're great together. It's a great a lot of fun. A lot of yeah. fun. The Borgata is perfect for uh, for comedy. So, that you guys, you, you must be having a blast doing this. And here's the be- here's the beauty of it. You yeah. know, my friend goes, "Hey, I want to come to the show," and I'm like, uh, "Well, why aren't you?" And they're like, uh, "You know, there's no hotel rooms in Atlantic City." I go, "Hey, whatever happened to sleeping in your car? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you ever been to Atlantic City?" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's the true. only way you know your car will be there if you sleep. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Hey, I saw Dave. I saw uh, a pic of you and uh, Bert Kreischer and Gilbert Gottfried together. I guess Bert's got a, a a cooking show. You guys are on there together. Yes. Yeah. That's uh, boy. That Bert is so funny. He's such a good guy. Yep. He reminds me a lot of myself when I was a lot younger with a. Uh, with a liver that worked. He really knows how to drink this kid. Oh, my God. Oh, and, my uh, God. Yeah. It was me and Gilbert. And uh, Bert is kind of like trying to do this, like, you know, I guess you could call it like the, uh, you know, uh, like a galloping gourmet, you know, John Ramsey kind of thing where he kind of cooks and talks at the same time. So it was it was fun, but he's not that great a cook, you know. No, no. But he, he, he does. He <laughs> The show is good because he, he is at home in the kitchen. What he's exactly doing there, no one knows. But... Uh, it, but it, but it is good, and it's it's a good. There's something very relaxing about it. Gilbert is yeah. so is so great, and he's he's so. Um, it's it's funny because when he comes in and does the show here, he comes in and he's, you know, very very quiet, sedate. The second you know the on air lights come on, boom, he's Gilbert. Uh, is that your experience with him when you do shows with him? When I'm with Gilbert, I feel like I'm kind of almost like his interpreter. Like, Bert will ask something Gilbert, and Gilbert will look at him puzzled, and I'll go like, you know, he wants to know what it was like in Brooklyn. And Gilbert will, like you said, turn on and be Gilbert. Yeah, yeah. Gilbert is, he, he, I would say Gilbert is not um, not the most improvisational, but when he is on, there is nobody better. He is one of my favorites. He definitely is, I think, an icon of comedy. And, uh, you know, his wife, Dara, is really the guiding force behind that team there. She puts together his podcast and, like, you know, all of his dates and everything like that. She packs his bag, you know, like that <laughs> kind of thing. And uh, without her, the whole the whole uh, thing would fall apart. But yeah. 
Gilbert is definitely that's so cool that you guys have him on so much because for the fans, I mean, like Gilbert definitely is a treasure. Oh yeah, yeah. Like the kind of treasure you find in a. Like hours after cleaning out a hoarding house. <laughs> that's that's what killer got that kind of treasure. Choices that you find like a rare coin. You're like, whoa! Like the, awesome. the, the dead woman's been taken out. Yeah, like, the thirty dead cats. cats. Yeah, just like a fish tank, nothing in it. You know, yeah. horrible things. And then there's Gilbert Godfrey. Oh that's great. God. I I love how generous you are, and I'm not just talking about with your money and 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 things like that. Every Time. Don't forget my time. Hey, yeah. well, that's what I was going to talk about. You, you're super generous with, you know with your. Do you know how many bad screenplays I've listened to <laughs> over, the, over the years? Yeah. Like a friend who's like, I'm just going to lie to join and then I just want to read you something. Oh. And it's always like a screenplay. It's never like a, like a quick joke or anything. It's right. Like a long. Uh, whatever, Mueller report. I'm like, what? <laughs> the Mueller report you get right. Like just, uh, just let me, just a couple of pages, all right? Like two or three hundred pages. Man. But I also, I also know I loved how how generous you are with with the stage time because I, I watched bumping mics and I'm I'm telling you, like, yeah. you could have just been the only person on the stage and and killed. But like, I, you're, I, I guess you're just such a fan of comedy and, and these other comedians that you work with that, you know, you just you purposely are taking a back seat to to give them the spotlight, and I, and I love that about you. Well, here's the cool thing about working with Jeff is like Jeff knows everybody, and Jeff also the one thing that we both love is that like we want it to be fun for like the crowd. Yeah. Any comics we bring up, and especially ourselves, like we we love like the kind of spontaneity of it. Like you guys, you know, you roll with the guests, and like that's really what makes it special, and the audience loves it. And that's the same thing with the bumping mic thing. It's like, you know, whoever is in the room is on the show, whether they know it or not. And like when Jeff's around, it definitely is like we get some A-listers, we get his whole family will be there. I mean, so there's a lot of people to play with, so it's always fun to do that, and the fact that we, you know, the director, Andrew, he, he totally got it right away. He's like, you know, this is as important part of it as any joke, and that's the cool thing that we do, because we do that, like, when we're doing it for ourselves, like, just fun, quick shows, or like a long show, you know, we love to have other people on stage with us, and that's I think what the best part about comedy is that, like, it is that flexible, you know, that you can really take it that way. And a lot of people do it. Not people are as, as good at it as Jeff is. And Jeff is really good. I mean, like, he's trained, like, from, I, I'll say, it, decades of roasting. I mean, like, he is great with, like, regular people anywhere, everywhere, all the time. He can do it. And, like, I have that kind of same skill, you know, from doing the Insomniac show and just yep. – selling shoes so i know how to do talk to people but you know not every comic can do it a lot of them are kind of like shut down you know well you know what it is it's a throwback to and i love this this you know the older style of variety show carson in the early days and yeah and and that sort where just people would show up you'd panel they'd hang out hey how would this guest jibe with this guy and uh you just throw it out there and 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 every time you, know, you watch the show people just love it and, you know, you've had, what, Paul Rudd and uh, Amy Schumer and Bob Sag. You've had people show up. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Look, uh, what, how about Bruce Willis? I mean, like, that it's guy, cr- you know, another, another like, I never thought he would come by. You know? Yeah. I mean, and, and that sort of stuff. So let me ask you. I don't know if you have any indicators. I mean, obviously, you, you run a, a, a sort of an open a playing field. But any anybody you know might show up at the Borgata shows? Or, you know, who will be in town? Have you done any investigating? Or you're just... Well, well I put some feelers out to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ruth Bader uh, Ginsburg. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> that Black Kodak. That's uh, a holiday weekend. Out a lot of a lot of emails. Now I don't know. I, I really I know it's a holiday weekend, <laughs> so I really have no idea who who would be in town. But uh, 
You know, with Jeff, you know, he always invites – here's a call I always get from Jeff, like when we're getting close to the gig. It's like, hey, can I um, – you're not using your comps, are you? Because I have, like, four cousins and, like, an Instagram uh, celebrity that I really want to get in the show. I'm like, oh, sure, go ahead. Yeah, like that yeah. Kind of thing. So we never know. And, uh, to, to, you know, the Brigada is a really cool room. It really is. I think every comic loves the fact that it's, like – it's its own entity. I mean, you guys have been there a million times. Yeah. It really is a great place to do, you know, just straight-up stand-up. And, like, you know, from Seinfeld to, to us, like, everybody definitely likes to go to the um, – everybody just loves the crowd because you get, like, the best of the best. You get to Jersey. You get to South Philly. You know, you might even get a few uh, interlopers in from Maryland. You never know. <laughs> no, straight, hey, listen, if you score uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, you know, that's – That would be great. That will make, make, make the papers. And you know what? I will say, uh, you know, I also go on the road alone. Like, this weekend I'll be in Albany. Right. And there are some times when I'm on the road alone and I'm like, yeah, I wish Jeff was here, you know, because uh, I'm sure the crowd feels the same way. But <laughs> I, I'd be like, you know, it will be cool to, like, you know, riff with him right now. But, yeah. you know, I also do like to – I like doing my own thing, too, the straight sure. up, you know, like full tilt, you know, a lot of jokes. I'm a joke guy, so that's what I did. And when you brought up uh, Bert, you know, Bert's on, like, this massive tour, like 200 cities and stuff. And we're all on the road all the time. Like, Gilbert is, I am, whatever. So, like, when we all get together, it's a fun time, you know. It's like a chance to, like, really just kind of let it out. And, um, you know, I'll say one thing about Bird and, like, uh, the next generation of comics. These guys are a lot of fun. They get it. They're really connected to the fans. They kind of I, – I, well, I'll say right now, it's like 24-7 with the fans. You know, it's yeah. like as we were doing the cooking show, we was also tweeting and, yeah. in, you know, Instagramming, all that kind of stuff. Things that back in the day, like, you know – I was going to ask Gilbert, like, did you ever, like, think of sending out a, I guess not a tweet, maybe a telegraph or a Western uh, <laughs> <laughs> Like, send out random yeah. telegrams to people. <laughs> to thank the club. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, Pony well, Express. Yeah, you see a lot of those guys, um, their stars are definitely rising, and they're going from playing clubs, and now they're doing theaters and stuff yep. like that. And, and, and I love... How, well, I mean, you you can play so many different types of of rooms, and it doesn't necessarily change your act one bit. I've seen, I saw you at the Wilbur up in uh, in Boston. I've seen you another great Helium. theater. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, so I wanted to I wanted to let you know. I wasn't sure if you were aware of this, but uh, Preston Steve probably won't bring this up. But um, but they're being awarded next month for the uh, National Association of Broadcasters for their efforts for the Camp Out for Hunger. And so you came out and did our comedy show this past year. And I wanted to let you know about the totals this past year. Uh, with your help, uh, Dave, we raised uh, uh, over 1.8 million pounds of food and almost $200,000. And wow. um, and and we really wanted to thank you because you offered to headline that yep. comedy night on yeah. Monday night. Like we, we didn't even have to come to you; you came to us, and we really appreciate that. Yep. Can I can I say one thing? I've done a lot of benefits, but that one to me is the most organic. And I hate I know that. That one is used, overused that word, but it's so organic where people pull up, they bring the food, they get to hang out, they see you guys on the mic, there's, you know, things going on, and then there's a show. To me, it seems like that's how they all should be. It's exciting. I think it's really exciting. Oh, that's all. I mean, honestly, I mean, to Casey's point, yeah. It's... But there were so many good comments. Uh, Voss was there. <laughs> uh, uh, what's his name? Joe was there, too, right? Yeah, you yeah, brought yeah. Louis Katz. Louis Katz. There were so many good comics there, but uh, what I was going to say is, like, I wonder how much money they would have raised if we if I didn't go on. No man, you. You're 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 self deprecating, which is a trait we all we all love. But you are you're definitely a, a major attraction, and 
I wanted to ask you about, um, I know your, your desire and you talk about the, the comedians, you know, and the various generations about your Mount Rushmore of comedians. Um, oh, that's you, a good, yeah. yeah. And, and who, who's, who's ending up on that right now for you? Mm, that's a tough one because uh, of the a living or dead. I mean, you you pick just, it, you pick it. Well, the dead ones are always the always the ones that I feel like need need the most credit. But I, you know, I I, I feel like it's ad nausea that I talk about it. But uh, like Patrice, Mitch Hedberg, and Geraldo were the three that I did know, and I was I always think that they're kind of like in the comedy world they're well known, and then like on the outskirts of the comedy world, you know, like the, uh, yeah. I guess you could say the next level. Few people know of them, and, like, they should really check them out. You I know, think Greg you're right. Gir- Greg Giraldo, we had, getting him on the show here was was great, that the times he came in, he's mm-hmm. like, you, you know, you're a comedian's comedian. I mean, the, the, the wealth of sharp material and observational stuff, and it's just, it, it even still blows my mind to think that he's not around, because you look at, you know, Jeff is obviously the roast master, but when Giraldo would get onto a roast, he would say things... Oh, yeah. It was a knife fight. I mean, like, there was no holding back. There was definitely a few years where it was, like, Jeff and Lisa Lampanelli and uh, Greg, where where it was, like, you know, everybody was thrown in. There was no pulling of punches. I mean, that was a different time. You could really look back on the the unpeaceiness of that. And yeah, like, uh, he so t- the one thing about Jeff, he's fearless, and I really do give it to him because I do work with a filter. I've said this on radio. I've said every It's like, I work with a filter. I get it now. Like, yeah. what? What it's like for me, it's like, you know, hide the joke, hide hide what you're really talking about, like if it's politics or whatever, try and make it more like where it's something about else and, you know, like a Twilight Zone, you know, it's like, oh, that was about the Cold War. I didn't know that. I thought it was, you know, something like that. So I try and do that. It's kind of like, I guess you could say it's more of a psych out on myself. But with Jeff, he'll just blurt it out. You know, it doesn't even have to be a joke. He'll get it out. It's always like the elephant in the room. He wants to get it out and then he'll talk about it. And, you know, I, I really do applaud that, especially for guys who've been doing it this long like us. For, for him to go like, you know what, you know, it's ridiculous. Funny is funny. That's what he thinks. Yeah. That, and I agree with him that, that, like, you know, everybody should be able to take a punch. Yeah. And that the fun of it is that um, these are just jokes and that, you know, everybody at the end, they might groan or whatever, but they had a good time and they yeah. know they did, you know, and that's that's really what it should be. I guess the younger generation, they overthink or they've been taught that, like, certain things are taboo and all that kind of stuff. Good, good for them, but I don't see them having such a great time. You know? <laughs> Listen, I don't green tea right now, talking about the keto diet with <laughs> uh, a total stranger. So, I mean, that's not a great time either. You know? I know that the big, the big, uh, you know, um, uh, immortal names like Carlin and, and Pryor and yeah. so forth on, on the Mount Rushmore deserve to be oh, there. For but... me, I would say Sam Kennison. Yeah, I would put Bill Hicks up there. Carlin, who I am, you know, like a huge fan of, because he's kind of like the George Washington of like the the new, I guess you could say the new comic. But you know, like the people that I would want to see, the people I've seen, and the people I'd like to see would be Sam Kinison, who would be, of course, um, you know, Rodney Dangerfield again. I'd love to see him again. He was the most giving to all the comics. He really was the one who like started a bunch of careers, helped people along, really enjoyed his success. And, like, there's very few people that I think really do success well. One of them is uh, Ron White. He's a great guy. Oh, yeah. On and off the stage, he's a lot of fun. He's super funny. And, like, he'll roll into, like, the comedy store in L.A. and just do a set. You know, he will not. He doesn't care. He's a comic. It's not like it doesn't have to be a big theatrical production. He's like, I just want to do a set, you know, and he'll just roll up. But you said uh, you said Patrice O'Neill, and Ugh. dude, he was one of the most naturally funny guys yeah. I've ever experienced. I he mean, he would have a load of fun with all the hypocrisy now because that was his big thing. Is just like you know that's not true and that wouldn't happen. He loved to call people on that. Yeah, he was he spot would really on. Have a field day. 
Yeah, he. Or cut... may I say, a buffet of great <laughs> <laughs> You know who's a guy? guy. You know who's a guy who doesn't get mentioned, and, and I don't know if you're a fan, but uh, Jackie Vernon. Do you remember Jackie Vernon? Yes, I do. But yeah. I can't like say a bit of his. But I would say that definitely is like three generations of comics before me, if yeah. not more. You know, those are the guys who. You know, their road was the Borscht Belt, you know, like yeah. go to the mountains and all those kind of gigs. So I give it up to those guys, too. They really did, like, you know, that was really the wilds of comedy, you know. Uh, that's, uh, that's a different time than now. Now it's like you play at a coffee house somewhere, you know, virtual reality. Talking about the keto diet. Well, since we're throwing all these names out here, I did have somebody text earlier this morning and wanted to ask if uh, uh, if you've talked to Amy Schumer since she had the baby. We know yes, you guys I have. are tight. And did she, did she name the baby after you? Somebody? No. Okay. She, she has the middle name is my name, which is a compliment. Okay. And I asked her immediately, so do I have to put him through college? <laughs> and I was like, now? But she's. So always been so good to me, and like uh, you know, I know her for years. So it was the ultimate co- uh, compliment, I guess. And uh, you know, I, I immediately was like, you know, I feel sorry for that kid, you know. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's, it's he's adorable. She's doing great. So yes, it was a, it was a very um, it was a very big. Uh, I guess you could say shock. Yeah. But uh, that's cool. I said, why don't you just, you know, give him a more successful name? You know, just like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, Bill Gates Schumer. <laughs> yeah, Warren Buffett. I love it, man. <laughs> well, listen, uh, so two shows uh, at the Borgata, May 25th, there's an 8 and 11 o'clock show. Both of these are being filmed for Bumping Mics? Uh, no, we won't be filming. Okay. I'm telling you right just now. Just having we won't fun. Be We're on the road now. Like, a lot of it is like just, you know, Jeff and I, we both go do different things. Jeff has another show that's coming out on Netflix uh, this August, uh, the Historical Roast, where he, they dress up in uh, as historical costumes. Oh, love it! And do it so oh, wow. And that's uh, I, I would say that this is the uh, what would I say? This is like the final Avengers movie in the roasting <laughs> um, uh, franchise. There, okay. but it, now he's he's excited about it. I've heard about it. I haven't seen it yet, but I know it's going to be hilarious. So check that out. Right. We will be working on our stuff. But uh, not really much taping. But like I said, you never know what's going to happen. And for those of us, uh, for those of the uh, people who are going, really be careful. It is a holiday weekend. So, you know, whether you come to see me there or up in Albany this weekend, you know, this is like uh, definitely uh, be careful. Yes. Get to the show and sleep in your car. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And can I say it again? I am so excited for you guys. Congratulations. What a well-deserved honor, uh, the uh, the award and all that kind of stuff. I think you. it's great. And, uh, you know, once again, you guys are angels, man. You're good to the comics hey, and you're good to the people. So. And thank you for the love. We know you went on with uh, Rogan uh, since last time we spoke and, and had some nice to see. Yeah, uh, another say. big fan of you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we, we love appreciate well. it. We so l- thanks, Dave. We appreciate the love, man. All right, guys. All right, take well, care. see somebody at the show. Yeah, you got we'll it. Out David out Tell, yeah. guys. And uh, Jeff Ross, Borgata, May 25th. What can you say, man? God, man. He's amazing. He, I mean, they're this, and they, they are never not freaking hilarious. Yep, yep. Tickets start. Tickets are 49 bucks, man. Seeing those two guys together, mm-hmm. that's pretty sweet. Sleeping you know, in your car. Uh, Theborgata.com uh, to get that information. All right, the hotline's ringing again. I wonder if that's him again. Yeah. Oh, I forgot something. Who knows? <laughs> Is it Is Dave? It yeah. All right. All right, anyhow, uh, we should take a quick break. I would like to remind you that Deets and Watson is here this yeah. morning. We thank them for being here. And um, Capo's Deli and uh, Sw- is it Swarthmore Co-op case? i got to make sure. I, I, I right. say Swarthmore. Yeah. Swarthmore Co-op. I know there's uh, there's specifics on, uh, on pronunciation, so I'll go with you. Swarthmore Co-op. Yep. 
Uh, they brought in food this morning, helping to promote all the fantastic delis in our area that Deeds and Watson is featuring in their Real Philly Deli Hoagie Guide. You can check them out at realphillydeli.com. We'll take a break and be right back. Bizarre Follow Stories coming up. Here comes the MM Army. What's going on? Join the MM Army Thursday from 4 to 6 at Ardent Credit Union, 1801 Market Street in Center City for an MM Barbecue 2019 ticket raid. Win tickets every 10 minutes. Hang with Casey Boy Thursday from 8 to 10 at the Irish Pub, 2007 Walnut Street in Philly to vote for your favorite team jersey design for the MMR Rock and Rollers at the 2019 Bend to the Shore. Enjoy $4 Bud Light pints during the event. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. All right, let's take another shot at this. We got the Bizarre File. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. And this morning it is brought to you by Coors Light. You can join the Preston and Steve show. Us. Live from Keenan's on Friday, May 24th, presented by Coors Light, the Jersey Shore's most refreshing beer. I think I'm going to dig up a story. And for some reason or another, I have skipped over like the past week or so. Really? And I finally want to get to it. Yeah, here it is. Andy and Magnus Tate uh, took in... Everywhere they could go on this 2,000-mile adventure that they spent six years planning. The fun-seeking duo visited streets, villages, and towns that had funny titles. Now, these guys live in the U.K., so highlights included uh, Cumwinton, Fanny Street, Upper Thong, Butthole Lane, Wow, Willie, and these are real names, okay? Yeah, yeah. So there's a place called Titty Ho. Titty ho and uh, sandy balls, sandy balls. So they went around and they took pictures of all these signs of these towns and streets all around, and they've compiled them. They also visited, uh, visited Pound Bottom, Cockermouth, Penis Stone, yeah, Butthole Butthole Bell End. These are real names. Uh, Lower Swell, and some of these are like Fanny. There's a, there's one called a Fanny Street. A Fanny is that means vagina. Oh, because uh, here it means an ass. Yeah, the, yeah. It's the other way around there. Hey, they're so uh, crazy, aren't they? Yeah, they're crazy. So, uh, Buttcombe, Shaftesbury, Old Sodbury, uh, Lickford, Fringeho, uh, Sluts Hole Lane. So, is our gash their butthole? It might be. Uh, Scunthorpe. Scunthorpe. Rimswell. Yeah. I like that one. And Wet Wang. Man, they have a whole bunch. Uh, we're on their list as well. The lads spent four days on the road trip and took a selfie with 34 roads, town, or village signs. The remarkable blue tour of Britain saw them trekking through at least 25 counties uh, on each of the northeast and southwest co- and west coasts. It took six years for Andy and uh, to, I'm sorry, for him to meticulously map it out. And he dreamed up the idea as he drove past a place that was called South Gash in northern Scotland in 2013 with his brother Magnus. So they had their own gash. He said he couldn't help but laugh at the signpost. And ever since that day, he researched locations of other hilariously named places and then went on to painstakingly map out the route, incorporating 34 stops in almost every corner of Britain. A few of the other places uh, that they hit were uh, Cock Lakes, Coat Hill, uh, Cockermouth, uh, Clit Hero. Oh my God! These are real. These are yeah, names these are, of yeah. towns. Don't uh, yeah, don't kill a messenger. We're just delivering usable information. Buttcomb, Cocking, Lickford, Fanny Hands Lane, Coxhoe, and back to uh, 
Bellenden Gardens. So some of these, I, they don't sound too yeah. funny. But so in, maybe over there, they're in the UK, they might. So disgusting. Those guys, those guys worked hard and wanted their efforts to be known. So and we did. I got that to pass along to you. Well, after hours of delays, a man on Southwest Airlines uh, on a flight from Sacramento to Los Angeles was kicked off. This is ridiculous. After he jokingly asked if water being handed out by a flight attendant was vodka. I saw this. This is incredibly stupid. Yeah, listen to this story. Now a fellow passenger says that it was the flight attendant who overreacted to a joke. He said, uh, this is according to Peter Uzelak. He said, I've been flying for decades. I've never seen anything like this. Wednesday afternoon, afternoon, Uzelak was on a flight to Austin, Texas with a stop in L.A. While on the tarmac at LAX, a maintenance light came on. Uh, Uzelak said it was minor, but they want to go back to the gate and check it out and see. And then the flight was delayed again. He said, you know, we've been burning fuel, he said. So by the, the time they needed to refuel, a few hours had passed. So the flight attendants had started to pass out water to all the passengers. Right. That's when Uzelak said the man next to him made the joke. He said something like, hey, they should be passing out vodka because we've been waiting so long. That's it. Yeah. That's all the guy said. Uh, Uzelak said the flight attendant, who did, he described as young, did not take kindly to that comment. What did you say? She came by and was like, I don't think, uh, I don't, I don't think that, and I didn't like your joke. And then my wife tried to butt in there and say, look, it, uh, we, we've, we've been on this plane for hours, and so I had, and she says, the flight attendant said, so what? Uh, so have I, and you have to get used to it. Mm, that's a great way to interact with your public. Uzelak and the other passengers were shocked by the flight attendant's reaction. He said, and then all of a sudden, I see her on the telephone up in front, and that's when the plane turned back to the gate again, and several sheriff's deputies came on board and asked the man next to Uzelak to leave. And weren't passengers around them coming to their support? People started yelling. In fact, people stood up. I stood up. People were saying that this man didn't do anything, according to Uzelak, and the sheriff's office says the man was not charged with any crime, though. Uh, Uzelak says he's filed a complaint against the flight attendant with Southwest. Uh, Southwest said, Good PR. In a, said in a statement, we regret any less than positive experience a customer has on board our aircraft. We welcome over 100 million customers each year, and we aim to maintain the comfort of all while delivering Southwest hospitality. We will share this report to our customer relations team. But so. no vodka jokes, please. Yeah, whatever you do. I mean, you can joke about bombs all you want, but no uh, wine or spirits. Lay off the vodka. Yeah. All right, so here's a developing story. German police are investigating the deaths of three people who were found in a rural Bavarian hotel impaled by crossbow bolts. Whoa. A chambermaid discovered the bodies in a room alongside two crossbows. So far, there have been uh, there is no sign that another person was involved. The relationship between, and I have an update on this because I saw right. it this morning, but I didn't read the full details. The relationship between the three victims... A man aged uh, 53 and two women aged 30 and 33. Oh, this is Game of Thrones. Uh, remains unclear. The hotel stands in an idyllic spot by the uh, Illes River near the city of Paso. This is a whole lot of crazy. Uh, another hotel guest who was staying in the hotel for a short break uh, said that it had been completely quiet that night. The hotel manager said the three dead who were all German had planned to stay for three nights uh, but had not ordered breakfast. Uh, the man and a 33-year-old woman were found lying hand-in-hand hand on the bed, shot with bolts to the head and chest. The other woman was lying in a pool of blood on the floor with a bolt through the chest. Police have seized a white pickup truck parked outside, which has stickers reportedly linked to a hunting club. Now, the update that I saw yeah. is they found two more bodies. Two more bodies. No. Yeah, so I haven't read the full story yet, and I will eventually get to that. A hotel guest said the man had a long white beard, and the women were dressed in black and described them as strange. Some sort of ritual, perhaps? 
uh, or a murder. I yeah. I mean, on arrival a, on Friday evening, they simply uh, wished their guests a good evening, then went upstairs their second floor room with bottles of water and Coca-Cola. That's what the witness yes, said. Can we have so. some more pillows and a few crossbows, please? Isn't that weird? So I will uh, I will try and find the latest that's on effed that up. and see if there's more, but crossbow bolts, that's really weird. All right, and that is what I have in the Bizarre File for you at this point in time. Let's take a quick break. Uh, we will... What do we got to do? You know oh, what? We got um, things. We got Tattoos Day coming up. We'll get a winner for that in a little while. So if you have not texted the word tattoo, make sure you do that to 39333. And also don't forget that we have the coolest teacher that we want to uh, have you vote on. And this time around, it is Ruston High School in Westchester, PA. Text word uh, teacher followed by the teacher's name, 39333. We'll see who wins by tomorrow. One vote per number. We'll be back in just a moment. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Rival Sons on 93.3 WMMR. Open my eyes. The Preston and Steve Show. On uh, Tuesday, two days into the work week, we'll get our second letter for the Word of the Week prize. You might end up right down in the pit. For MMRBQ, you and five friends, because we got a six-pack of tickets to give away for that prize. So it's coming along shortly. We'll do it in just a little bit. Been getting a number of texts. Uh, we have a birthday among us, and we didn't even know it. Today is Intern Dean's birthday. What? Yes. This can't be. Intern Dean is out in the green room. Intern Dean's he's kind of a quiet guy. He's very understated. Yeah. Uh, he's not very <laughs> soft-spoken. Uh, but he celebrates his birthday today, and the students at East Stoudsburg uh, wanted to, wanted us to know. Uh, East Stroudsburg? Yeah. So, happy birthday. Did I say Stroudsburg? You said Stroudsburg. Oh, Stroudsburg. Sorry, Stroudsburg. Uh, so, happy birthday, Dean. 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 Do we want to tell the Dean story? <laughs> yeah, tell him. Yeah, so we were going to get we were we were getting a call from uh, Howard Dean, yeah, uh, who of course infamously he was running for president and uh, he screamed <laughs> at a at a rally and it was isolated on the microphone and it turned into that <laughs> and we were going to have him on the air uh, and uh, Casey <laughs> Casey answered the hotline and what did you say to him? I was like, Hey, Senator Dean, Howard Dean, Dean, Dean. <laughs> That uh, was awesome. So that's our Dean moment. All right. So we're going to do today. <laughs> that's still a great yell. It's great. And we're going to go in Michigan <laughs> and California. <laughs> <laughs> that's my brother's uh, text message tone. That's great. Oh, really? oh, I love it. Yeah. I mean, a lot. He even he himself <laughs> believes that might very well have killed his momentum. It definitely. Yeah. It, it was. It was a laughing stock the day after he did it, it and it certainly uh, <laughs> certainly had an effect. All right, so today's lesson question: We're going to give away a pair of tickets to see Asbury Park Riot Redemption Rock and Roll, which is a movie uh, premiering in theaters for two days only, uh, May twenty second, twenty ninth. So, and also a twenty five dollars Jersey Mike's gift card that we will give you. Question that we have this morning is: uh, The TV show Empire is coming to an end. But which spinoff show will feature actor Jesse Smollett? You remember this? I think I do. 215-263-WMMR. The TV show Empire is coming to an end. But what spinoff show will feature actor Jesse Smollett? It was the name of a show that we heard this morning. 215-263-WMMR. While you're calling, we'll do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3. 
93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, brought to you by Rita's Water Ice. Rita's most popular flavor of Italian ice is the delicious and fruity mango. Enjoy mango ice and so many different frozen treats at Rita's. You can't mango wrong. What's going on, Steve? Well, Michael Jackson's son, Prince Jackson, graduated on Saturday, receiving his degree from Loyola Marymount University in L.A., Prince addressed his graduating class, noting that his father was a big believer in education and often enjoyed matriculating all over students. <laughs> Patriots owner Robert Kraft winning a legal victory after a judge determined video of the billionaire being serviced at the Orchids of Asia spa will not be released. Said the judge, quote, it's basically like watching a tiny chick work the pull cord on a lawnmower. Oh, my God. And finally, a tearful Felicity Huffman uh, pled guilty in federal court yesterday to charges related to the Varsity Blues investigation. Huffman told the judge, quote, sometimes we give birth to geniuses and sometimes we give birth to stop eating dirt. (laughs) And that's your Hollywood track. All right, T, we will see if you were paying attention this morning. And uh, the TV show Empire is coming to an end, but which spinoff show? We feature actor Jussie Smollett, and our first caller in was Todd. So I'm going to go to him. Hey, Todd, good morning. Morning, guys. Sorry to remember you guys at work. Oh, All good, right. dude. So what is the name of the spinoff show that will feature Jussie Smollett? Smollett Wonder. Yes. <laughs> Hang on, Todd. For you, a pair of tickets to see Asbury Park, Riot Redemption, Rock and Roll, premiering in theaters for two days only. May 22nd and 29th, and a $25 Jersey Mike's gift card. You can see Steve Van Zandt, Southside Johnny, uh, David Sanchez, and Bruce Springsteen return to the legendary upstage, as well as never-before-seen interviews and cinema-exclusive performances. For tickets and information, visit AsbryParkMovieTickets.com. Let's get on to music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Okay, uh, music news is brought to you this morning by Primo Hoagies. Uh, the world's best hoagie has a unique opportunity for you to join the Primo brand and own your very own Primo Hoagies in Old City. Wow. Contact Adam at primohoagies.com uh, for more information. I'm going to lead with this, Steve. We didn't get a chance to get to it earlier, and I'm intrigued. I didn't get a chance to hear this. Doris Day passed away. She was 97 years old. Yes. And uh, Doris Day was uh, well-known for you know her acting, but also she had a lot of hit records, too. Uh, K. Sarasara was one of them. Yep. But not only that, mentioned in music throughout the years as well. And yeah. her name. And I saw this montage that was set aside. It says, Doris Day mentioned in rock songs. Yeah, we'll see if you can name the songs. Okay, let me play these, and uh, we'll see if we can figure them out. Here we go. That's Dig It by the the Beatles. Yeah. Start the fire. fire. Red China, Johnny Ray, something, something, Doris Day. Harry Truman. Oh, Red China comes after that. Okay, yeah. so let me back that up a little bit. Wake me up before you go, go. Yeah. Which is Doris Day. I love vagina. <laughs> <laughs> that was back when he was 
maybe playing off uh, heterosexual. Oh my God, he's a dreamboat. Yeah, so a little bit. Doris Day mentioned through songs. So, uh, and of course, um, you were saying earlier, uh, uh, Paul McCartney was effusive about his adoration for Doris Day. He wrote a lengthy statement uh, yeah. as a tribute to her. And of course, you can't forget this. I can't. I'm Sandra D. Watch it. Hey, I'm Doris Day. Yep. I was not brought up that way. Mentioned in Greece, too. So Doris Day, 97 years old, certainly made her impact. Uh, on to a couple of other stories. Uh, performances from Tool, Judas Priest, The Cult, and others were canceled at the inaugural Epicenter Festival. It was Saturday in Rockingham, North Carolina, uh, due to severe weather conditions. And now a backlash is brewing among concert goers over the way that the cancellations in the festival itself were handled. Uh, while some fans were angered by the cancellations, many more were unhappy with the circumstances leading up to the evening's disappointing announcement. Some ticket holders even claimed they spent hours in traffic waiting to get in, only to then get the news that the evening's festivities were canceled. I would be pissed off as well. Problems had begun even before Saturday's weather issues, with attendees complaining on Friday that it took them hours to either access or leave the ground. Some reported waiting in traffic until early morning hours to exit following the performance. Venue was evacuated hours before the cancellation was announced on Saturday. With festival organizers finally admitting for the safety of fans, artists, and staff, uh, the county of Richmond was determined that the epicenter was not uh, will not resume tonight. Severe weather continuing. Blah blah blah. Well, you remember there have been issues where severe weather came upon an outdoor concert scene and people were killed. Most definitely. Tool guitarist Adam Jones wrote on Instagram, "Sorry, Rockingham, we're ready to rock." County of Richmond, it's officially canceled, but we will be back. Fans are also reportedly upset to learn, and here's another thing, that the tickets for the show were being sold for vastly less money in the days leading up to the weekend for prices ranging from $20 to $1 after some paid hundreds in advance uh, for weekend passes. So they weren't, not cool. they weren't selling enough tickets, yeah. and they had a bunch left over, and they wanted to move them quickly, so they offered those discounts. Pissed a few people off. Mentioned this earlier, Greta Van Fleet has extended its North American March of the Peaceful Army tour with a new round of fall shows. The Young Quartet will perform several new songs on the 11-date trek, and ticket and pre-sale for the group's Peaceful Army fan club begins uh, tomorrow, followed by the launch of general ticket sales on Friday at 10 a.m. local time. They will be at the Met in Philadelphia on October 15th. The fall leg, which supports the band's 2018 debut LP, uh, Anthem of the Peaceful Army follows a current run of North American dates that continues on Wednesday in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, I thought this was kind of interesting. <clears throat> Joe Walsh fans have put forth a new petition to have the Eagles guitarist inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a solo artist. I think that would be totally appropriate. Yeah, Walsh has been eligible for solo induction since 1998, the same year that he was inducted as part of the Eagles. In addition to an impassioned plea to the Rock Hall to have Walsh join the Hall's ranks, uh, the petition lists in detail Walsh's musical, historical, and charitable importance in rock, with quotes by such friends and fans as Pete Townsend, Eric Clapton, and Jimmy Page. That's some heavy hitters. Uh, so it's just started. They've got about a thousand uh, signatures. Uh, its goal is five thousand, and I have a feeling it'll probably get there pretty quickly. Yeah, I'd sign it for sure. Uh, and then finally, Slipknot has shared a cryptic teaser video for mm. a special announcement that will apparently be delivered later this week. A one-minute video uh, clip features brief teases of the members' new masks along with footage uh, from previous years. 
Also included is a counter that appears to be counting down to this Thursday with the band scheduled to play on Friday's edition of Jimmy Kimmel Live. The band is widely expected to reveal its new onstage outfits ahead of its appearance on the program. So that's what they think maybe it is. So they're unveiling their new masks. Yep. And it's, always, it's a big thing, I guess, obviously, yeah. uh, with what they're doing. The fans, yeah. And that is what I have for you in music news this morning. We're going to take another break. We will return, get ready to wrap things up. Letter of the day, word of the week prize. Very cool setup for the MMRBQ. You could win, so make sure you get that letter. We'll be back in just a moment. The President Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. Now, 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, 182 on 93.3 WMMR. Wrapping up the program for the day of Tuesday. I've enjoyed today. I enjoyed yesterday. Too. Yes. That's, that's always good, right? When Monday and Tuesday start off pretty solid. Listen, if the tough part of the week is enjoyable, it can only get better. I hope so, man. We've uh, got plenty of things going on through the course of the week, ending with the MMRBQ. Huh. Almost close to the end of the weekend. And as of now, weather forecast looking solid. Uh, clouds, but Temperatures in the mid to upper 70s, so pretty comfy. Totally and, down with that. Yeah, we'll see if it gets uh, better as the week goes on and I'll let you know exactly what to expect. So I want to thank Mr. David Tell for being on today's yeah. program. Dave is awesome. Uh, great to talk to him. He and Jeff Ross, what a big one-two combo those guys are. Uh, their Bumping Mics tour is headed to the Borgata May 25th. There are two shows, 8 p.m., 11 p.m., and tickets are available at LiveNation.com. Get them while you can, because uh, I don't think they're going to last long. No. Uh, and thank you to Deeds and Watson for bringing by the goodies this morning. And that will be uh, Campos, uh, which is um, second to market. And also uh, the Swarthmore, uh, uh, Swarthmore Co-op for coming by as well. And uh, we appreciate those guys for uh, dropping off that stuff for us. We do love our friends at Deeds and Watson. Also, thank you to Philadelphia Eddie's because... We got ourselves a winner of a tattoo. Ah. Okay. We had a lot of texts, and we randomly chose one, and our winner today is Elizabeth Afflerbach. Afflerbach. And she is from Pennsburg, Pennsylvania. And we're going to give her a $350 gift certificate for a Preston and Steve tattoo at world-famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo. So exciting. Uh, tattoo Tuesday on the Preston and Steve Show, presented by world-famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo, 621 South 4th Street in South Philly. Get tattooed by the area's top tattoo artists like Troy Temple, and you can see his work on Instagram at Troy Temple or PhiladelphiaEddiesTattoo.com. So uh, congratulations to you. We'll do that again next week. I am, oh, I was about to say I am forgetting something, uh, but I remember, coolest teacher. Uh, it's school number two that we're going for. Yesterday we had drawn the Marion Mercy Academy, and English teacher Mrs. Jessica Shields won that. She's going to get... A Preston Steve Coolest uh, Teacher of the Year coffee mug and also a $50 gift certificate from our friends at What a Crock Meals. And uh, today's school that was chosen is Ruston High School in Westchester. Been looking at the text messages. You need some help because you need to text it the right way. Sorry. Uh, text the word teacher. That has to come first. Okay, so you're setting up your text. You're ending the number, 39333. And then you're going to enter in what you the message you want to send. Teacher... Space and then the name of the teacher. Boom. That's how you do it. Don't just send the name of the teacher or I love so and so or whatever it is. You got to write teacher and the name of the teacher. Three, nine, three, three, three. Space. Yep. 
and uh, one vote per phone number. And uh, tomorrow morning we'll find out who that winner is going to be. So all good. Uh, Case, you ready for the letter of the day? Yeah, I can do this. All right, let's oh, wait, do it. Hey, he's here. Now, the Daily Letter. I'm not waiting anymore. I wait, and then there's this delay, and the man is, what? where the hell are you? <laughs> I'm where I am. All right, you are You are where you are in your space right now. You feel a lot more like you do now than when you got here. I do. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter... M as in Mary. Mary. Mary, what a letter. And how merry it will be if you are in the pit for the MMRBQ uh, with five friends because we have a six-pack of pit tickets to give away. And it's presented by Bud Light. It's Saturday. Six. BB&T Pavilion <laughs> with Shinedown, Evanescence, the Struts. 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 Uh, Joan Jett, Fozzie, Glorious Sons, <laughs> Bad Wolves, and Saravo. Uh, Saravo. You and, think he'll uh, be there? The tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Cowper? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. He's one of the opening bands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Throwing Cowper. The new album. It's a Bravo. tribute band to. Uh, yeah. That's great. Bravo <laughs> sounds like a hot sauce, doesn't it? Throwing Cowper. Like sriracha. Yeah. Sriracha. Yeah. It's a lot like that. How you doing, man? Excellent. Wonderful. You look nice today. You're very kind. Thank very you. Clean mm, and, very clean uh, and wearing all black. I'm clean and black. <laughs> that's what uh, Superfly used to say. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's me. All good. Yep. Uh, clean and black. Do you have some very special things planned for today? You betcha. All right. I've got uh, workforce blocks, which will include um, some talking heads. Mm-hmm. I've got some STP on uh, previous MMRBQs, and uh, we'll do a, uh, a combined block of some of this year's MMRBQ uh, bands. We're uh, doing past years and this year's uh, all this week, and then some extra stuff. So I love the stuff I was hearing yesterday. It's just good to remember the... How many great times have occurred during barbecues, and your your wandering microphone gets some really incredible stuff? Well, the they, they the colorful um, <laughs> the colorful people who have a t- hard time um, talking, enunciating. Yeah. <laughs> and but in the pit, a couple of years ago, we did a block of the Murphys because they were a previous band. In the pit yesterday, uh, I ran a piece from 2014 when the Murphys were coming on. I was talking to people just like you're talking about, and the last one. Uh, I said, what's your name? Ryan. It turns out to be Ryan Shuttleworth, who then was just a listener and now is a staff member here. Yes. So, That's um, awesome. You never know who you're going to meet. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have some more of those, and we'll have uh, also tickets to give away for Incubus. A second show has been added, and tickets for Robert Plant coming to the man. So it's going to be fun. Excellent. Tickets to see Robert Plant. That's sweet. i got to thank our sponsors, and the Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Acme, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. Also brought to you by Winter Airport Parking, the fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport and Armor Metals and Recycling for all of your metal and your computer recycling needs. Uh, Tomorrow morning, we are going live on Fox Good Day. I do know that, and I'm looking at a stack of things that we can give away. And, of course, we'll do another Cools teacher and all that good stuff. So that's it. We are done. Rage on and have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. Oh, woke up this morning. What's that coming down again? Oh, we're getting pissed on by rain again? Damn it. Next message. You know an interview was absolutely awesome when the interviewer asks the interviewee a question and they try to give you the humble answer, but when they really think about it, like, yeah, I, I really did feel a little uncomfortable. Great job, Steve. That question really got Joan Jett to think. Next message. I just wanted to talk to everybody here. I know everyone has their opinions, and some of them are wrong. Some of you people are f***ing insane. Eat them right.
The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. 